Now batting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Wednesday, Albuquerque. Welcome to the program. The boys are live at Radio Rollins. Yes. Oh, well, We're still here. Well, hold on. We're still here. Some of the boys. Van's not here. This is going to be the theme today. Yeah, I, well, I was going to say the important pieces are here. Yes. There we go. Yes. We came all the way to Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> so Van can around. go play golf. Van is uh, Van's out on the links with Pat Mahomes. I have to say this. I don't know if you guys noticed. He had a little pep in his step this morning. Hell, he did. Get up. Because uh, that's not what I've seen the past two days in the morning time from him. No, he struggles. And <laughs> Patch, not Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback. Pat Mahomes, the senior, the, the father. father. Yeah. Former professional MLB, MLBer. Uh, oh, my God. How many times do you think war is going to come up in a conversation? Oh, too many. Oh. Well, I'm, we're not talking like Biden State of the Union last night type of war. We're talking <laughs> – Wins above replacements in situations. Oh. On, all right, so in a day game following a night game oh. where the pitcher has blue eyes <laughs> and it's overcast to the sense that opposing teams <laughs> playing f- from traditionally an East Coast time zone uh. are in a West Coast setting and you're, um, you're just everyone else is oh. like, you two nerds. Oh. Stop nerding. Yeah. Be less nerds. But they won't. So, Van is out golfing today. We are here at Radio Row. We're going to be bringing you heat. we got a lot of fun guests. Laura Okram will join us after the break. Yes. We're excited mm. about her. You know her as a sideline reporter. CBS, Fox, Westwood One, ESPN. I mean, she's done them all. You know, she's that. But, um, yeah, she was excellent. She's got a lot of strong ties to Albuquerque. We're going to talk about that. That will be a lot of fun. We were at the – we went to the media, Super Bowl media party last night. Yes. Pretty good banger. Pretty good little banger last night. A little different, but yeah. I was very impressed. Good I was food? very impressed. Yeah, good, good food. food. Yeah. And I've never been to that party. You no. Know, you know, I think the best way we could describe this to people, yeah. it was like River of Lights. Like it looked like River of Lights at this venue that we were yeah, at. Yeah, but if they didn't let the South Valley in. But yeah, it was on steroids. Yes. <laughs> but the good steroids. It's like the Hubble House. <laughs> in, so there's a place down in the South Valley in, in Albuquerque called Hubble House. I don't know if you guys are familiar no, with it. Of course it. we're not. But it's very similar to that, except this place that we were at was like 10 times bigger. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you the comparison. If it's, it, like I said, steroids. Yes. That place last night was the steroids Barry Bonds took. <laughs> yes. As opposed yes. to the steroids Carrot Top took. Yes. Was, See what I'm saying? There's yes. a difference. Yes. There's a difference. It was yes. like a farm to table kind of thing, and it was. Yeah. Um, there was like livestock. There, there was turkeys. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. There were chickens and ducks. There and was. There was, and we were hanging out. You guys know I'd chum around with Stella Sun a little bit, formerly at KOAT. Now yep. she's out here in right. um, Phoenix. So we're hanging out with the weather girl. And she's like, well, there's a cold front coming in. <laughs> she started using her hands and, like, pointing, like, oh. doing these numbers. Like, acting like there was a green screen behind her? Yeah. So this, so this, she's like, where's my clicker? Yeah. 
So this, this desert kale that they grow here, I'm like, first of all, <laughs> oh what is gosh. desert kale? I don't know what that is. That's, yeah. that's called a cactus. Yeah. And I'm like, also, you were on TV in Albuquerque about six weeks ago. Yeah. So don't talk to me like you're the expert of Phoenix <laughs> giving me the walk around and rundown of there's an El Nino system oh, coming up. Oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't think so, Stella. But anyway, it was a hoot. It was um, – I'm going to try to not – Overhype. I'm going to try not to use hyperbole. The best charcuterie board I had ever seen on the entire planet last night. Oh, my goodness. I've never seen a monstrosity look so great. Mm -hmm. It was like multi-tier. It was laid out over the course of 10 yards. I'm not joking. It was like uh, you ever go to, like, your in-law's house, and they have, like, a multi-level shelf, like um, – Department 56 Christmas yes. like thing. That's what this was, but of all delicious chucuteres. I'm going to tell you guys this. That was the most Caucasian thing I've ever seen in all my time. life. The giant charcuterie yeah. board? I had to take a picture yeah. next to it. I said, Fred, <laughs> please get this picture so I could use it for future references. <laughs> I know certain, this is going to come up with, in one of your yeah, sets soon. With certain people. Because <laughs> they won't believe me if I told them. It's hard to be. There was a mix of savory and sweet that you wouldn't believe and salty. Yeah. And you're like, but for real, and we'll put it on social media. But, yeah. yeah, it was an absolute hoot of a night. So thank you to the NFL for that. But the, the point is, when we get back, also a DJ playing guitar over his DJing. Now, and singing. And we singing. We didn't even, like, breach that. I, I was a club DJ for many, many years. Right. Yeah. Like, many years. And where years. in the club? In the club. All right. Like, <laughs> ones and two, turntables. Yeah. Like, I, was a, yeah. I was a DJ with turntables. That dude just needs to stick to what he does best. Don't sing on the mic because guess oh. what? People aren't there to hear you sing or pick up a guitar. You know, he was actually a fairly proficient DJ. And then he started trying to sing and play guitar. Come on, man! You cannot on, sing. Man. You cannot sing <laughs> over Michael Jackson. No, vocals. come on! No, that was bad. That's Dude. when I was like, okay, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. And he was into it. <laughs> yeah, like he it was, was. It was a performance. Into it. Yeah. There were a lot of people out in the he dance floor. He was doing floor. hand signals and like. Yeah, there are a lot oh. of people getting on the dance field, I guess it yeah, was. Yeah, that's another thing. And, and by the way, Robert, like, you're pretty cool for a backup dancer. Like, I thought that was a. Wow. No, that wasn't me backup <laughs> dancing. That was me leaving off the back <laughs> of the dance garden, whatever that was. The dance thing. So, but, the, but the point I'm trying to transition to is um, – we were not there for a long time. We were there for some time, yeah. but it felt like a long time at the end. So then as we're getting ready to go, we're doing the, uh, the all right, we're going to go back to the Airbnb, or do we want to go out to this thing further? By the way, we got like six more days of this. We're here to right. Monday, right? Right, you got to. Yeah, gotta. so there's a pacing to yeah, it. So we can't. get back to the Airbnb, and it's literally a coin flip. Are we going to watch the Lobos and the Wolfpack? Right. Are we going to watch LeBron James? And history. Dude, we were. Man, it was a coin flip. That right. was amazing last night. On the coin flip, because we chose LeBron. <laughs> I'm just talking about LeBron at this point. Come on. The, and we'll we'll give we'll give all the flowers to LeBron in his segment, um, which we'll do a little later on the broadcast. But I felt like I was betraying the Lobos, and we'll talk about the Lobos too a little bit at, at length later. But our boys took a tough L last night. Yeah. 
the whole city of Albuquerque is up about it, and I'm, I'm going to be real honest, friend of the show, 505er. We were watching LeBron James. Yeah. You have to. Once I mean, in a lifetime. Once in a lifetime. Yeah, we were talking about this before the show. It's like we've got to witness a few really spectacular things in our lifetime. In the two biggest sports. And that was one of them. Yeah. Last night. The, I, and I think every generation has that, and we'll do that today. Today's I-9 varsities, the I-9 varsity of things that we have seen in our lifetime as they relate to sport. So gotcha. today's okay. I-9 varsity is spectacle of sport I like that, that we have witnessed. I like that. So I if like you that. talk to me about Roberto Clemente over the shoulder <laughs> going back, get out. Stop it and we're, get off of YouTube. Yeah, we're not. No, today's yeah. I-9 varsity, which we'll do at some point in the program today, it's not super blocked out that way, is uh, spectacles that we have witnessed. I like how he used witnessed, and we're mm. talking about LeBron James. I, was, I see what you did there. Yeah, I got you. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. LeBron's going to be on the list. And we've been so blessed, right? And, we'll again, we'll talk about LeBron at length, but – Tom Brady for all those years. Oh, man. LeBron for all them years. Probably. Kobe. You have Kobe. to put Kobe on there. Albert Pujols. Cal Ripken. There we go. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's. Jordan. Jor- we got a lot. We got a lot. Jordan the from. GOAT. We're at no. Wow. No. Oh, did what? you hear no. that? He, he tried to do a walk-off, no, too. He tried to do a I walk-off. Couldn't, I couldn't. Because <laughs> yeah. my headset's connected. I couldn't <laughs> walk off. He tried to do a walk-off. Dang. I just don't think, boys. Uh-oh. I just you've already sparked we, it. We could have that conversation later. Oh, we don't we have will. to do it now, but you know what? Maybe we could have it with one of our guests today. You know who you could have it with easily is Anthony Davis, who uh, after yeah. LeBron, LeBron hits a shot last night, Anthony Davis says uh, that was kind of disrespectful. Kind of, kind of, yeah, kind of. Dog, he sat back down. Sat down. He sat down. Holler at me when this is over. Yeah, That's he, what it kind of looks like. He said, miss me with this. Yeah. Put-ups, not put-downs. That's what people need. Put-ups, not put-downs. He's he's hating. He's being a hater. You can't do that in that moment. You can't do that. No. You cannot do that. No. Why would, you try to, right. why would you try to pull somebody's air out of their sails for something like that? that come on, man. That's why we let Van go golf <laughs> with Pat Mahomes. <laughs> There's 140 media outlets in this radio row. There's roughly two to four radio hosts at everyone. So let's call it easily 500 radio guys. Correct, correct. They pick Van to go play. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, before we do that, before we do that, we will know how well or bad this went. By the time Vegas rolls around next year. Yeah. I just got a text. Friend of the show, Ryan LaVarnway, is going to be here at some point. So we're going to be excited. Oh, that's going to be good. That's going to be good. You know, we've done a little program called Going Oppo for a little bit. And um, he is spectacular. There's another way. He just got back from Australia. We'll talk about the World Baseball Classic. Lobo talked today. LeBron James talked today. Sitting down with Seth Rollins today. But before all of that, our interview that we had yesterday, but today's a Women Crush Wednesday with Laura Oakham whenever we get back. It's two men on live from Radio Row on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to Radio Row where your boys 
Take one sip, friend. Where your boys are able to sit down. <laughs> because Well, it's a Women Crush Wednesday is yes, what it, it is. is. Yes, yeah. it is. Laura Oakham joining us on the program. And uh, we were talking a little bit because you have, you have Albuquerque life. You have Albuquerque experience I've and lived exposure. I've lived it. Well, you come back to town, what's up? You going to come hang out with your boys regularly? Well, you guys, if we talk about the game right now, that's fine. I'd rather <laughs> we sat here and talked about what are our plans when I get to Albuquerque. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> the, uh, you are, you're, you're a staple in the broadcast world for uh, women interest in the field, right? Yeah. And you were saying you're here with, like, like a group of, like, up and coming and excited to be part of it. How do you get into that fellowship? What is, like, the growth of you? And obviously Westwood One, all the sidelines. So everyone right. knows. We don't tell anyone. How do you get involved in an organization that helps so many people develop the way you have? Um, I think you create what you wish you had. Yeah. And so I've been doing this a long time. I'm over 30 years now. And 10 years ago, if I would have been on, I would have said, please don't say 20 years. That makes me sound so old. Yes. And then you get to a certain age and you're like, I want credit for every one of these stinking years. Like yes. it's, So it's been over 30 years. And it was hard coming in back then. And there weren't very many of us. And it's still hard. But... I think I think I started seeing all of these young women get thrown in, which was cool. I loved seeing more women, but they were getting thrown in so high and so fast. And I was like, I would have drowned if that was me. I'm lucky that I kind of got to grow slowly. Right. And so all of a sudden to see all these women get thrown in and spit out, I was luckily at a motherly age. So instead of being judgmental mm. and mm. being like, you know what? They weren't ready. You know what? Then they couldn't hack it. They shouldn't be here. I went, oh boy, how can I help? And right. so Galvanize started with me simply saying, how can I help? The industry's not going to change. How can I help change the women and make them get ready for it or help them get ready for it? And so it started 10 years ago with, uh, it took me about four or five months to find 20 women to get in a conference room. And, and now it's over 5,000 women from 18 years old to 50s, we are in all areas of sports, on camera, off camera, um, the TV, radio, marketing, PR, coaches, you know, agents, everything. But it's just how do you get involved is just if you want to be supported and if you want to support, you're pretty much in galvanized. And I have to say this on WCW, I'll get men who will be like, ah, you don't want me. It's galvanized. I'm like, I don't want to create a bubble. If you're a woman in sports, it will never be all of you in a bubble. We need great men. So mm, in wow. Galvanize, we can't Boom. get enough of the good men who galvanize right. and who celebrate us on Wednesday, yeah. but on Monday through Sunday. Love it. And so I say that to say I will talk women's empowerment all day, but I didn't have girlfriends as a young woman. I was a young right. girl. I was a guy's girl. I'm in sports. So I was hanging with the guys all the time. And so what I love is being able to now be a woman's woman and also to say to the guys, we need you on our team. Let's mm -hmm, not right. make it like we're over in that corner. We have to all, you know, we have to all support each other. So if, I can't get enough of this. If you're looking for a dude, why not? I mean, Gal Van Nuys. Gal Van. Van. <laughs> Van. There we go. So there's three men here. I two see. of us are great men. I'm not going to tell you which mm -hmm. two. It's to be figured out. <laughs> yeah. You'll figure it out before the end of the year. That's drinks in Albuquerque, gentlemen. Give me, give me two minutes more with you guys. I'll figure it out. So, okay, speaking of men, 100 of dudes on the sideline. Yeah. I'm sure you have story after story. Do. Does one pop out that you can share with us? No. Not <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, kidding. Um, my favorite thing is for all these years, I'm always asked about stories, and I'm always asked about sexism, and I'm always asked about, you know, about bad behavior. And what I would say is it is never happened on a Sunday. 
it is where Beautiful. I feel so connected to those guys and to be able to have conversations. When I first started doing this and guys would, we're not supposed to talk to them, right? Like that's a no, no. Sure. They come up and talk constantly. And so mm -hmm. in the beginning when I was scared, I was going to get in trouble. I'd be like walking away. Like I, Frank Gore used to like follow me. I'd be like, <laughs> I can't talk. And then you start learning like, oh, if they talk, we can talk. Bad weather games, I sit and bitch with them the whole game. And also sometimes there'll be an injury report and I'll know a guy and he'll kind of give me a like, God, you know, like there's always those things. Although I will say this, I won't say the player, but this was a funny story. So when somebody is injured, I, my eyes are attached to them. And so I'm watching and I'll sometimes walk to the tunnel because sometimes the adrenaline will make it that they don't limp. And then all of a sudden they'll get in the tunnel when no one can see and, uh. you know, like they'll start limping. And so I have to watch all that. So it was a star on a team and he runs off and I keep going to the PR like what's up like wh what's happening is he coming in and they keep saying we can't give you a report so I'm like come down to me I'm going to say he's not down here I don't know where he is and he comes running back and I'm staring at him and, and he keeps going like that to me and I'm like are you okay are you okay and he keeps giving me this oh so I'm holding up a peace sign and I'm like is he what is he telling me and so finally, I'm like, I don't know what you mean. And he comes up and he's like, Laura, I was taking a number two. And so my crew, my producers in my ear, he's like, should we come down to you? I was like, no, don't come down to me. So I'm very clear now when I talk to players, like, okay. tell me if I do not need to report that you're missing, please. So Robert often gets confused for Frank Gore. Are you having yes, any? Yes, I do. Are you having <laughs> Do you have any PTSD right now from him chasing you around? Frank Gore only gives my heart. Like, I grow, my heart grows 10 sizes with Frank Gore. That's and awesome. the only reason, by the way, he followed me around is it didn't matter if they were up by 20 points or down. I've never been around a guy who wanted it so much, who Ooh. cared so much. You don't, like, stand by Frank. You feel Frank. And, like, it did not matter what the score was. I always wanted to be around him because of his energy. So if anyone ever tells you yes. that you remind them of Frank, I hope it's not just how you look. I hope it's your energy. There you go. Heart, oh, I like that. That guy, yes. if we could clone that man and just put him in every single area of this world, this world would be a better place. He's so special. Love that. So, so, Laura, as a girl dad, I have a 19-year-old and I have a 5-year-old. Yes, I do. And I have a 5-year-old. Okay. So what does Galvanize do with the, with girls? Do you guys work with girls? Uh, do you work with fathers who have daughters who want to maybe uh, go into the field that you guys are offering? So I love that. Right. So you, at this moment with Galvanize, because it's just me, and so one day when the business grows so much, I hope to work with a lot younger girls because that's where we can catch them mm -hmm. earlier right. before they have, exactly. before they think they feel a certain way about other girls and women. Correct. But I can't. So what I do is I team up with NFL teams, and so it, let's say that oh I can't use New Mexico. So who's the team usually in New Mexico? Everyone will say Dallas. Dallas. Yep. So I do partner <laughs> with the Cowboys, and so let's say the Cowboys have 28 rookies. I bring 28 women, and they don't all want to be reporters, but they're all trained in who not do, who are you, not what you do, right. and. Yeah. When we team, we do not talk football. And so the guys don't know we're coming. They each have a partner. And at first, it's like, what's happening? They walk into a room, and there's 28 incredible women in the middle of camp. And, like, what is this? And I pair them, and I do exercises and respect and empathy for awesome. each other. Yeah. And so it starts off where people are like, do they think they're cooking up? Like, what are the guys like? I'm like, by the time we leave them, it is a brother-sister community. Awesome. And what I want them, because all these rookies have never had women in the locker room. So I want to make sure that by the time, what I'll say to them is, 
you're about to see all these women walk in a locker room and instead of checking them out, instead of what they're wearing, maybe you'll remember these rock star women who traveled not just the country. I've got two Canadians over there on Radio Row. They traveled wow. the world to come be a part of this. And they invest their time. They invest their money. They invest their heart to help these men figure out who they are. Right. Before a logo, you know, brands yeah. them. So it's, it's So what I try to do is make sure with women and men coming up, although, again, we've had 50s. We're, we're in the 50s. We're in the 40s. We're in the 30s. But all of these men and women, I want them to see how much they can help each other instead of an adversarial relationship. Correct. But my girl dads, trust me, I've got all coaches' daughters now. Right. And one of the five rock stars I have is Pamela Erlacher. So New oh, Mexico, yeah. shout out. There we go. Ooh. So there we go. Brian. You're pretty it, good at this. It took, yes. it took <laughs> me about three years to get into what Brian calls his bubble. He doesn't yeah. trust a lot of people. And my favorite thing when people say, like, how do you, you know, get build relationships with players? I'm like, I've had Pamela Erlacher since she was 17, and that was five years before. Brian wouldn't even allow me to say her name, you know, because the right. kids were off mm. limits. But now I have a young woman here who is in law. She's about to go into law school. She's going to become a sports agent. And I try to get as many of the players' daughters and the right. coaches' daughters and help them navigate a world awesome. that's a little tricky, too. Yeah. I don't think we should screw it up by talking about the game. So my final question, <laughs> on the sideline, yeah. give me your best fan on the field story. Give me the best. You were <laughs> too close to the action, clothed or otherwise. What is the best fan on the field story you were witness to throughout this 30-year career you've talked about? It's funny. It's like I wasn't even part of it. I always kill for – I do TV during the regular season, and then I go to my Westwood One family right. for the playoffs. And I always love when Kevin Harlan's in my ear, which he's, he's the been best. in the last four Super Bowls. He's so the best. You pray for a fan. You pray for a cat. <laughs> you pray for, like, not my experience. I want him to call the experience yeah. in my ear. But honest to God, like, I don't have a funny story. I have stories that make me mad when I hear fans yell because I'm right there at the oh, bench. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't turn around and I'll turn around like, are you kidding me you'd say this to somebody? Like, are you kidding me that you don't <laughs> think this guy will go up there and kick your butt? <laughs> so I don't have, like, a funny heartwarming one. I have more of a, like, people, let's enjoy the game and treat the players like human beings. And and let's enjoy a good football game. Hey, we're together. all for that. Yeah, here. For Laura sure. Oakham, you are, you're 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 funny. You're smart. Ah. You are an example for the class. Thank you so very much for the effort ah, you put in. Appreciate you. Yeah, it means the world to us. Mm -hmm. uh, we are asking every single Thank one of you. our guests at Radio Row, Laura, to take a second and sign yeah. our and sign our YMCA helmet. Oh, it I'd be big, honored. We are auctioning off our YMCA helmet with all of our guests signatures at our big top golf event this year awesome. and uh thank you for helping us help those in the central new mexico community. Uh, i love it new mexico you have my heart i will see you guys yes yeah. definitely am i allowed to say where i'm seeing yeah we're going, the, to, at, we're going to the founders oh we're yeah. going to the founders yeah uh, there we I'll go see you guys there. That's there we your go. <laughs> laura, laura oakham thank you so very much where we get back more two men on radio row it's 95.9 fm and am 610 the sports animal Welcome back to Radio Row. Big thank you to Laura Oakram who just yes. joined your boys. Uh, she had a spark of energy, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of life about her. She cracks me. I love the, the Albuquerque knowledge, the Albuquerque shout-outs. It's like, hey. Yeah, we, she loves her some 505. Yeah, we, yeah. Just, we, never, we never left home. That's what nope. it felt like. Kind of got that energy from a lot of people here, right? Yeah. Yeah, It's it's been a cool thing. The... I don't know how to describe There's a romance to Albuquerque. 
everybody just wants to love us and they want to say they love us because of like Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. No one has mentioned those two things specifically to me here, though. Like the stuff That's I've gotten true. is like it's been the food. Everyone always talks about yeah. the uh, couple conversations about skiing, couple conversations about the wet. I mean, it's just yeah, people love it for what I consider to be all the right reasons. So. I've, I've only had one person mis- mention Breaking Bad, and that was Frank Caliendo. Uh, I was trying to get him on the show. We'll see if he gets on. But that's the first thing he did. He did a Walter White impression. And the crazy thing about it is he had to tell me that's what he was doing. <laughs> oh, really? And I didn't want to say I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> I was like, what is, who is this? Who is yeah. he trying to? And then he said it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> see, it would have been better because – in order for, I think, for people who do those impersonations, which is phenomenal, by the way. Right. Oh, no. He's, it's he's a huge great. talent. He's great. Yeah. Jesse Pinkman would be better than Walter White because yes. he's more distinct. Thank you. Thank I don't, you. I've never seen the show. What? Oh, you. Don't, don't admit oh that right now gosh. on air. What? I'm, oh, no, you can't do that. Goodness. You live in Albuquerque. Oh, uh, I was late to the party. Okay. So the last season that w- it was showing live, I went back to the very first and then caught up and uh-huh. then caught the last season in real time. Yeah. So that's how I did it because everyone was talking about it and I got tired of not being able to, to jump in conversations. Yeah. Sometimes that just happens. It's like a, it's a cultural thing that happens right. with a cultural phenomenon that happens with certain TV shows. Are a lot of people still talking about Breaking Bad? Yes. I have zero yeah. Breaking Bad conversations yes. in my life. Yes. Look at what they're doing. I mean, they just – so. Didn't somebody just sent out? They're like making a new. They have a a tequila or mezcal or something that they're selling. Uh, those two. Uh, There's entire bars that are themed after the show. Yeah. The only conversation I'm having around town about New Mexico is about the New Mexico Lobos. Boys. Uh, oh. That's the conversation I don't want to have right, right now. I haven't heard the score yet. Oh. So my prediction yesterday was they were going to put a twenty burger on Reno. We all had that prediction. That 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 was the that was the consensus. Yeah. Yeah. We were wrong, fellas. We were wrong. So, we said Lobos by 20, statement win, going away, kind of all the things that are associated with it. We said it's gonna, they're going to be the ones. Well, one ended up being a pretty big factor in this one, is that's what the Wolfpack won by at the pit last night on a buzzer beater that took the life. Out of 15,000 Lobo fans. How boys. do you think that happens? Like, I mean, do you think they take a school like that too lightly? Well, they were chasing going into the half. Right. And, and Alford. Oh, that's right. That, that's the deciding that's, factor. He got oh. those, those kids rallied behind their coach and. Yep. They knew they were in for a tough game. And that Jared Lucas, who looks like a uh, little Fernando Vina, Fernando Nina, he went out there, put 28 down on the boys. The boys couldn't do nothing on the perimeter. And then Mashburn House, all they can do to carry is they got, what, like a combined 40 or something, 39, right. 40. And you're thinking, where's that other one? Then? Where's the rest of it? Oh, Desi put an 18. You're like, okay. Um all right, between the three of them. I mean, you're, you're just shy of 60 points here. This should be the squad. Where's the rest of the squad? Yeah, we have a, a big three. All it can but say is, does our bench, is the bench just, like, not doing it? <sighs> it? It's such a tight rotation right now. Like, they played eight guys last night. Huh. Yeah. You know, and it's 
you got to have more guys. And really, Forsling plays what, like five minutes? If that. They played seven guys last night. If that, yeah. yeah. You know, and, and I can't really critique Coach Patino because he knows his squad. He knows his resources. He knows who he's got to get out there. But I'm saying what I'm saying. And at the end of the game, with five seconds left in the Wolfpack with the ball, I mean, you got to be able to you got to be able to get your hands up. It's about passing. It's about stopping. It's about having that presence. And if you're out of gas, what can your dudes do? Right. I want to give a shout-out to uh, Jeff Grammer, writer at the Journal. That's where I saw the last-second dagger by Nevada's Keenan Blackshear with .1 second to go. Oh, my God. There you go. I know you haven't seen anything. Mm Mm-mm. It's a little like perimeter between the legs, shake yeah. it up, roll it up, fade away, just like LeBron hit his. Just like last night when he broke yeah. history. Yeah, but it, it, it had a little dramatics to it. It, it rolled. rolled. It rolled. Yeah, it, it went around, and you could just see the air go out of the pit. That That's the first thing I was looking at. I was looking at the fans, the yeah. background, and everybody was standing up, and it was just like, oh. Well, uh, so my friend L.A. calls me last night, and, and she's like, do you watch it? I'm like, well, we, you know, we're at the Airbnb, and it came down between LeBron all-time scoring, and it came down between the Lobo game, and we only had the one TV. And I'm like, we had it on the small phone. And she's like, do you feel like the ball was up there for four seconds? <laughs> and I'm like, I, I kind of did. Time slows down. Right. Yeah. I said, I said this, because you knew, because they do this little, like, high screen but fade, and then it's, yeah. it's a, you know, just a breakdown of um, – Mashburn, and then as you're going to the left, because as a defender, the idea is like, hey, go to your offhand. You're gonna, yes. you know, you're gonna push the offhand. But there is just a lot of comfort there for the Wolfpack, and I, you know, Coach Patino said afterwards, heartbreaker. And to my understanding, to be able to exhaust fourteen thousand people, because that's dead silence. Yes, you know, you watch the thing; it goes from. What well, was a pretty good comeback there in the second half? And by the way, the Lobos outscored the Wolfpack in the second half. I mean, you do all those things. So do you look at the last play of the game and go, oh, this is where the boys caught the L? Or do you say, well, we, we didn't really bring it in the first. Yeah, you have to look at the, the whole picture. Yeah. You have to look at the whole picture. I'm glad you brought that up, Fred, because I love to go on Twitter and I love to look at the Lobo fans and what they have to say on social media. Lobo fans, we have to stop trying to take that last play and saying that's the reason why the Lobos lose. Because when the Lobos win, nobody ever looks at the last player. It's like, oh, we played a great game. Yeah, yeah. You, you got to look at the entire You have to look at everything. The, the first thing I saw was, oh, Keenan Blackshear, he carried twice, and the refs didn't call it. And it's like, no, we can't do that. It's just yeah. like, We no. can't do that. Stop you it. No. Stop it. And, and I, I, I went down the, the, the wormhole. I looked at it. I was like, okay, let me see what if they're talking about. And I'm like, nah. Yeah. No, no, we can't. Don't come up with those type of excuses. No. There was such a momentum early in the year to where you, I felt, and I'm, I'll be the first guy to say it, I felt it was a little bit of a destiny kind of thing for this team. It was a, it was a hey, you got the right players in the right place, you got the coach coming to life at the right time, you got the buzz around the city. I thought, and by the way, looking at the Mountain West, I was like, not that strong. When I looked at the Mountain West, I was like, not that good. I might have been a little more wrong than I thought. There might be a little more talent out there in the Mountain West yeah. than your boy was letting on early in the right. year. 
So is uh, Steve Offer just the public enemy number one now? Just what do you mean now? Okay, has been, it has we'll been. Stay. Cause he's he let. Like, I, I don't want. I don't want to say it, but he kind of owns the pit. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of owns the pit. That's sad to say, but man. Hey, also this viewpoint. The next one, the next one where the Lobos get him, that'd be the best one the Lobos ever got. Yes. Yeah. I yep. mean, and maybe it's in the tournament. I mean, if, oh. it, was, if it was in the tournament, that now we're all the states that would on be the line. The, yeah, that would be the. That would be the comeuppance right there. Got to have a quick turnaround. Got to have a quick memory, though. Air Force on Friday. The Lobos are going to be uh, – I mean, they got bounce back. There's no other way to say it. They have to. Welcome Speaking back to the program. Back. Welcome back Get to back Radio Bro. Okay. Yes, sir. The YMCA is from Mexico. He's a big sponsor and the reason why we are here. We have this fun YMCA helmet. All of our interviewees are signing it. It's starting to look really good. Yes. It looks like Stefan Marbury's forearms. You know, <laughs> Christian McCaffrey just walked by. That was weird. I think we need to track him down. Like, hey, just CMC, sign it. Can just, you just please sign? Just We're sign auctioning it. this off for the yeah. YMCA. I bet he'd do it. I'm not saying he wouldn't do it. No. Big thank you to Elevated, who is a proud sponsor of this program. Why we are here on the road in Phoenix and at Radio Row. We've had a lot of fun giveaways from they. Um, you know, it's a whole new world out there now. You know, and that's the conversation I think we've kind of been having with everyone <laughs> to where it's, you know, our title sponsor is Teller Vodka. We have Teller Vodka, and we have the number one manufacturer of cannabis products in New Mexico. Isn't that crazy? That's pretty big. Like, we, we're doing Who's this Who's next? Thing. Like, Porsche? Are they going to come <laughs> and be, like, the next sponsor? Well, it'll be hard to, to put a Porsche on the table, but. <laughs> <laughs> Not impossible. Yeah, we no, figure that's it right. out. <laughs> we, we would be the table. We just do it from the back seat. <laughs> yeah. It's just us hanging out. All right, boys. Backseat is where Michael Jordan is to LeBron James. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. All right. Okay. I I have to address this because I feel like what I feel in my stomach when I hear that Uh lets me know I am an official old crotchety man. Yep. I am holding on to something that is so old and basically irrelevant to today's time that I need to move into the – the wave of now into the future, and that is LeBron James being the absolute GOAT of basketball. There, I said it. I feel like I was on the therapist's couch. LeBron James is the GOAT. I just said it. I just said it. I, I, I can't believe I'm saying it, but he is the GOAT. He's the GOAT. He got me. He got me. <laughs> he got me. See, see that you, you hear that old crotchety see, man. And, just... I, and you, I have a white beard. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to preface this by saying my beard. I look like Santa Claus. Okay. Even though I'm only 51, I look like Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. MJ is still the greatest. Ah, see. Here, I, and I know, I know. Look, in your heart, yes. you believe that and, too. And see, here's the thing: we have three different age ranges. I'm 44. Fred, you're 38. Correct. I'm the, so, I am six days older than LeBron James. So you see that right there? It's just because I they share a birthday month. I can't. Okay, I remember watching. I remember watching MJ take down my childhood idol, which was Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. And I remember when he retired and when he came back and he was still on top and he did two, three-peats. And I'm like, there's nothing better than Michael Jordan. Until I realized I've been watching the greatest for the last 20 years and did not give him his flowers 
Last night made me realize I got to get out of that old crotchety man stage and just give it up to what's in front of me right now, and that's the greatest of all See, time. I got a couple reasons why LeBron James is the greatest. Well, actually, I have 38,390 reasons why LeBron James is the greatest to ever do it. And the least amount of games of anyone who's kind of eligible for this conversation, well, Kobe only played in like 1,300 games. 1,410 games. That's 150 less games than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played. Right. Roughly 4,000 less minutes. Look at this. Than you what see? Kareem played. You see this? Roughly. And here, the big one's three-pointers. Let's be honest. Right, it's right. Yes. Right, right. The game wait, 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 wait. Hey, look, look, you see that? <laughs> Old crotchety man. Yeah. I said it last night. Yes. I was amazed. I said, I, didn't, I never realized that Kareem – Held this record for 35, 36, 37, 38 years. Yeah. With one shot. Like one shot. And you couldn't well, stop it. And well, no three-pointers. Well, he had one his had whole one. career. Yes. One for 18 was he. And that means LeBron only had 2,219 more to this point. Also. But you're making the point. Well, LeBron He's, made the point last night. He made 38 of them. The whole point of basketball is to do what? Win the game. No, 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 no. It's to win the game, but what's the big picture? What's the big picture, not just in the NBA, but in sports as a whole? What is that? To be the champion. Don't talk about chips. To be the champion. It's not about chips. It's not it about is. chips. See, see Re really? No, okay, so T now he's moving the goalpost on this. Because if we do that, then you got to talk about Bill Russell and, you know, it's a totality of everything. If you look at every major category – and you see the same name in every major category at the top. On the day he started doing it. That's that's the GOAT. I, I, the, go uh, it, it, I, the numbers are the numbers, and he's got the best numbers. The thing that's not the numbers is he's 14 years old, and he's playing at St. Mary's St. Vincent, or he, whatever, he just transferred. And he's on ESPN, and he's there on we Sports go. Illustrated. The scrutiny, yeah. And he has. For the last 20 years of his life, been under a microscope, billionaire athlete, under a microscope, and he has had zero failures. None. Not a one. None. He took the worst Cleveland Cavaliers team in the history of all organized sports to the finals. What's he doing with the Lakers this year? They have a really good 2013 NBA All-Star team. <laughs> no, I'm serious. That's, Think about wait it. Wait a minute. Hold on. Because nobody in their right mind said, what is Jordan doing with the Wizards? Nobody. You know what they did? They were like, That's oh, true. That's this true. Is, we're seeing Jordan. He, it, nobody cared about if they won or lost. All you cared about was we're looking at Michael Jordan. This is the scrutiny that you're talking about, Fred, that mm -hmm. LeBron has had since basically he picked up a basketball. And don't even factor in, Jordan didn't have to deal with social no. media. He didn't have to deal with social media. That's he didn't have good, to deal with Twitter. Point. That's a good point. Because if that was the case, Jordan would have been destroyed. Womanizing. Gambling. He would have been destroyed. Every vice. Yes. All the vice. Yeah. He throw dice. Dude, with everyone. He was pitching penny or pitching quarters with this like security <laughs> locker room guy on the last. They and he was taking his money. He was taking his money. Jordan was that last he was legend hard. that yeah. was word of mouth. Yep. Oh, that's what it. That he was. He was. Because there's a couple dudes out there that got a little bit of that. Yeah. 
Pete Maravich is one. Right, right. There's a couple dudes right. out there. It's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Yeah, the word of mouth legends. That's what I call it. I like that. Word Jordan was legends. the last one. You know, we're about two minutes away from sitting down with Seth Rollins, which we'll play in the next hour. Yeah. And that's a, that's a pro wrestling thing, too. Where, like, where I, where I grew up, Harley Race is the biggest thing in the world where I grew up. Right. Really? Yeah. And oh, is, he, is he anywhere else? No. St. Louis, though. I mean, that's where he's from. Jerry the Harley. King Lawler, who we talked about a little bit yesterday. I was, there's, a, yeah, there's a couple guys that are bigger because of story. Thank you. And Word of mouth, yeah. Michael Jordan might be one of those guys. He's the and last one. He's that last big one. How many championships? He's got six. Six championships. He's got six. Yeah, against John Starks. You know, you know what? Here's here's the thing. Say that again. Here's the thing. <laughs> I, it, Say that again. I don't have – I'm, I'm going to make this very clear. Uh-huh. I don't have any trepidation about saying LeBron James can be the greatest NBA player of all time. Yeah. However, I think he needs at least one to two more championships before people will say he surpasses Michael Jordan. That's my opinion. I, I don't think so because everything else is so heavily weighted against Michael Jordan when it comes to LeBron James. 20 years and you're still averaging 30 points a game. It's ridiculous. Like, longevity has to say something. And we're also saying that he's been the base of this, the NBA, not just the NBA, but the sports world besides Tom Brady yeah. for two decades. That right there has to say <laughs> something because – Jordan, if you look at it, he only dominated from 91 to 98. That's it. Yeah. LeBron doubled that and then some and still is at the top of the I game. I think LeBron is in his 17th year of domination. See, yes. And here's the yep. thing. You know, this, yep. is, this is another thing that we haven't even talked about. We haven't even scratched the surface with this. How Carmelo how Anthony beat him out for the if you year. If you think about <laughs> – if you think about technology and advance advances in technology and modern medicine, yeah. it's going to give an advantage to the players that have come later yeah, than the people yeah. before. So he's going to have more of that longevity. He hear should this. have. Hear this. You hear than, that, y'all? Than Michael yeah. Jordan. He that is old crotchety man language, yes. y'all. Old crotchety yeah. man language. <laughs> LeBron James puts a million bucks a year into his body, and Michael Jordan put – a million cigars into his. Yes, whenever and bourbon. A little bit of NFL talk whenever we get back. Then Seth Rollins will sit down with us. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to Radio Row. It's quitting time. Uh, well, we're not quitting. Not really. It's like 5 o'clock, though. Not so. really. It's, five, it's it's happy hour. Let's get happy. It's, uh, well, Ben, I done Ben happy. Yeah, we've done been ben happy. happy. The Benest of done and happy. Seth Rollins will be joining us after the break. That's going to be a fun little sit down. We're going to talk about pro wrestling. We're going to continue the, I guess, I don't want to use the word conversation because it's not a conversation. I guess we'll continue the declaration of LeBron James being the best basketball player of all time. You know what? Him. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna acknowledge you anymore when you do that. I'm just gonna. Well, you, you're, you know. you're not gonna have to acknowledge me because I've proclaimed that I've gone to the LeBron you side. You sides? I did. I told Since you. Since this morning, you I don't switched sides. I want to be the old crotchety man anymore, man. Uh, I don't want to be that guy. You know, not that I'm a part of your show, but kind of I am for today. Every. <laughs> Every man need every show needs an old crotchety man, so I'll just I'll, I'll, I'll embrace that today. The only person that needs acknowledged is 
the head of the table, Roman Reigns. And we'll talk to Seth Rollins about that after this interview or after this segment. And we're, we were excited to have him. He's fun. WWE did a real nice job. And like I said, we, I don't know if we talked about this on air, but like, so WWE calls us after the Royal Rumble and they're like, hey, you're, you're at Rio Rara. I'm like, yeah, right. we're at, right? And the way it kind of works back at the house is you have to like, since if you're a media outlet, you send some middles to have people in. And then there's varying degrees of access for people, right? So WWE's like, hey, Fred, can you, you know, put us in the right direction or whatever. I'm like, yeah, I got you, WWE, no problem. So so we get them all worked through. Anyways, 140 outlets in here. Right. 130 of them, not, 139 of them, not us. Right. There's like these big swinging, like, convention center doors. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. Seth Rollins comes walking through. By the way, million bucks? What he looked like. Oh, right? my a, God. A million and one. <laughs> yes. All the drip. Like, All the drip. His drip is so. Woo. Oh. I mean, people talk about, oh, that dude's peacocking. He yeah. walked in wearing a peacock jacket with peacock <laughs> feathers. Yes. All, it was. Yeah. Yeah. The, and it, and it was, it's black on white. Like, if he went and did Raiders radio, they'd be like, welcome to the family. Yes. Thank like, you. It was that look. People. So they walk in. And immediately, all the heads turn, right? Mm-hmm. All the heads turn. Yes. They all turn. They look right at the door. Where's Seth Rollins walk? Right to. Where's right Seth here. Rollins walk? Right to. To the life of then the it, row. Yes. To the life of the row. Yes. And then, so, and like, who are we looking at right Like, Brandon Marshall's, Brandon Marshall's right here. There. I see C.D. Lamb yeah, right here. C.D. Lamb's right there. Uh, he right yeah. over there left. Uh, Van's favorite player, Juju Smith-Schuster. There's, <laughs> there's like, Whoa. there's a lot of dudes here. <laughs> yeah. Right now, Joe Montana just walked by. Christian yeah. McCaffrey. Yeah. Like, we're seeing, anyways. And what's happening? We get the little, we get the WWE drip. Like we got it. Comes Straight yeah. to did, it. Did he go anywhere yeah. else? I, All these clipboard holding. That's true. Booking agents, they come over there like, uh, I don't know if you boys got time or whatever, but what's what's going on in this world? What's, yeah, yeah. What's the party over here? I mean, I mean the party over here is, is what is currently going on and happening. Exactly. All right, this is a fun little moment. This is, okay. This okay. is okay. Right on the spot. I've been waiting for this to see how this right is, on the you spot. This is going to work Put out. On the other right on the spot, huh? Okay, yeah. so joining us on the program, this is a fun one. Erica, yeah. Erica, what's your last name? Minix. A little louder and a little. Put that in front of your mouth there. There it is. Minix. Minix. So Minix. Erica Minix is joining us, and Erica has been around. You've been around since Monday, right? I've been around since Monday, yes. just figuring it out. Okay. She she's a 24 year old handler for people, but yeah. she is going to be in radio. That's your goal in life. Pull that microphone up just a little bit. Right okay. There. So, you are right, who'd you set up? Who'd you set us up with? Andrew Zendejo. Who killed? He smoked he, it. Yeah, did yeah, very he did good. It. He's been funny. Like all his interviews. I know at the KNBR, he was like cussing in it, and the <laughs> producer had to keep like dumping it and bleep it out. But too, too good. It's too much fun. And this is your first exposure to Radio Row. Mm-hmm. Okay. Give us from your perspective. Talk to our friends of the show. Talk to our listeners. Describe not just what you're seeing, but the energy that surrounded it for you, Erica. So Radio Row is a big, like, there's six rows of, there's probably over 150, 120 tables here. That's what we're guessing. 140. There's 140. They have, like, TikTok. They have Nickelodeon here. We haven't mentioned those things yet. Oh, I need to get slimed. No. (laughs) You want to get slimed? Like, I can get slimed. slimed. Yeah. (laughs) But that was always, like, a childhood dream watching it. I I didn't realize it was real. Hey, so it happened to my brother. Really? Universal Studios in Florida. Yeah. And we were doing it was uh it was the TV show but it was like the touring one you or whatever. You can't do that on television. Yeah, well it, this was uh, Double Dare. Double Dare. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. we were we were kids. Right. So we were down there and they picked my brother out of the thing to do the thing, 
and he gets to slide down the slide. And then I was like this. <laughs> what about wah, wah, She's like, wah, get in the car. Wah, wah. Yeah, get it. <laughs> Erica, so I want to I talk about your ties to Albuquerque. You know, we were talking yesterday. Found out, you know, a great buddy of mine, a person, a brother in comedy. He's actually the first person to put me on radio, TV, and a podcast, Anthony A., so you work with them, right? Is that is that the, that's what I'm hearing here in Phoenix? Yeah. So I work at Power ninety eight point three. Okay. And it's the local hip hop station here in Phoenix. Right. And I work with Dana Cortez, DJ Automatic, right. Anthony A. Me and Anthony A. We go on adventures all the time. We call them homie time. Yeah. You never know what's gonna happen with a homie time. We ended up at a Ric Flair party. What? Yeah. We ended up what? at a. What? No. Yeah. Woo! Like we ended up at a Ric Flair. <laughs> party we've ended up like <laughs> last weekend we were chilling with afro man and it's oh, just yeah. homie time and yeah. so i realized like y'all are albuquerque and i was like hey i know not everyone in albuquerque knows everyone even though anthony a jokes that y'all all do is dana yes. live here um yeah yes tell her bucks we're like old friends <laughs> old friends me and dana live automatic yeah, for yeah. Real. I'm, I'm texting dana now yeah. like See? she's coming radio row is on she? friday oh, her and auto that's good. great and so like i babysit their daughter ava maddox i mean or, what, I, what i'm or, hearing like, babysit like hang out not yeah. like <laughs> she's she's 15 i just make sure the house is okay and she yeah. lives day to day what i'm hearing is i mean the boys were in phoenix before the boys were in phoenix that's yes what I'm that's hearing. exactly yeah. what it is i mean i mean we know in albuquerque Phoenix about to find out. That's how. That's right. Yeah. So, sorry. So, you're getting the energy around Radio Row. You're talking to all the stations we're not talking to. Like, we're just here. We're doing our program. What's everyone else saying about us? What's the word on the street right now? About yeah, you got boys? the good goodies. That's <laughs> right. Come over here. We got, we got the good good. You got the good goods. We got I know, the good good. I know. I'm in a few stops. I, my dad, I was yeah. like, you want me to go grab you a bag? Like, <laughs> what, what, you, what you want? We can get it for you. It's actually pretty accurate. It's actually insanely Got True the good, good, and insanely fun. Erica, you're gonna you're gonna do a lot of these for a lot of years to come. Are you gonna keep repping? You gonna bring a program out? What's the ultimate goal for you on Radio Row? So, maybe doing the repping for like music celebrities. Oh, I don't really go. know sports like that. Right. It, it's kind of a long story how I ended up here doing a sports like Super Bowl Radio Row. Right. But. I heard there's some big names coming today, tomorrow, Friday. Yeah. So maybe good. doing the rep for them, hopping on shows. I got go. a lot of dreams and goals in entertainment. Good for media. you. There you go. That's keep, what I'm talking you know about. What? Love that so very much. That's you, what I'm talking about. You keep at them, and you're going to be able to achieve all this stuff. You you seem like you have that drive. Erica <laughs> Minix, you. you are an absolute doll. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for bringing Andrew over, obviously. And then, I mean, just keep letting this game know. To come get the good. Albuquerque's here. We here. Albuquerque like, not, is here. Yeah, yeah. We we're got not, the. This is the good. Good. This is the. This is the fun table out of everybody in here. I know this is the fun here. corner. It seems this like everyone in this table. corner. <laughs> they 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 trying to steal our energy. That's all that is. We brought yep. it. We brought it, and it's kind of yeah. resonating now. That's what's happening. Anthony A, Dana, and Otto. They put Albuquerque on the map. Y'all are just <laughs> amplifying. There you go. Because y'all are the people there. There you go. Seth Rollins joins us after the break. We're going to talk WWE. We're going to talk. That, well, I, and again, not a conversation. The declaration. Oh my God! Uh, you know that what? That LeBron there James is the there best <laughs> basketball player in the history. Eric, you're 24 years old. You know a ton about the world. How much better is LeBron James than Michael Jordan? Okay, so personally, Uh-oh. again, don't know sports like that. Uh, right. I I see what on Instagram. I'm a big Spurs fan, That's so I'm a big three all the way. 
but 38,000 points. Right. We can't even, like, Pretty good. comprehend no. a number like that. Do you hear this, I, old crotchety man? Can you, can you say six championships? <laughs> can you say six championships? <laughs> hey, I mean, the hairline might be One, pushing two, three, back, four, but five, he's six. still the GOAT. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Seth Rollins Day, David, David Tyree today, Rashad Evans today. We are lined up from Radio Row. It's two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to Radio Row, where the boys are hanging out with, uh, well, we got a little Midwest flavor, boy. Seth Rollins is with us. Yes. yes. That's me. Super yes. Star. yes. The man. Midwest. Boy, my, my, my wife's the man. I, 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 uh, <laughs> I, can't, I can't, can't claim that can't title. Claim That's the one thing I can't claim. <laughs> you know, we, obviously, our show is Seth based out of Albuquerque, but, uh, and I, I talk about it. I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. Beautiful. Lu- that is I'm t- the heart of America, uh, but often uh, I would make my way up to Iowa. I'm a big Iowa guy, right? So if it's Davenport or Dyersville, I'm a big Field of Dreams guy, oh, right? Oh, yeah. But then I said, as soon as Seth talks, because we had a rough start today, we got up to the, I said, if I could only get a Casey's breakfast pizza. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't getting one of those out here. Unless Not they, at all. What's that, Gold Belly? You get one, a frozen one shipped out here or something yeah. like that? I don't know how often you get home. Is that a stop? Every time I get home, I am straight to Casey's. Oh, like, man. I, I can't get the wife to do it. She won't. Just, oh, she, no. She can't have uh, – she's, like, kind of gluten sensitive. So, it's one of those things where I'd have to do it on a treat. I would always end up getting, like, a slice, uh, like, on a late-night drive. when I. So, when I would, like, do an event – when this is years ago when I would do uh, indie shows in, say, like, Ohio or something. So, it would be, like, a six, seven, eight-hour drive yeah. for me. So, by the time I was done, I'd have to drive six, seven, eight hours back. And I'd always, of course, be – butt crack of dawn by the time I got home. Right. But I'd always stop at a Casey's or something like that, and they'd have a fresh slice in the little oh, the little In the little rotating yeah. warmer. <laughs> oh. oh, man. I know it sounds crazy, but if you haven't had it, it's you hard just to don't describe. know. Yeah, you just don't know. Then, it's, it's gas station pizza at its finest. But, and so there's Love this, that. So everyone will buy the you, you buy the box, right? You get the box. And then on the side, it would have uh, collect 10 tabs, get a free pie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So my brother was a garbage man in town. Oh, wow. <laughs> so he would I don't know if I want to hear the rest of <laughs> tabs on tabs, <laughs> yeah. tabs on tabs on tabs. He had like an underground market yeah. of slinging tabs. Sure, he took of course. Out these box, and he's like a kid. He's like 18 or whatever. And he was just living high on life. <laughs> That's great. Hey, get food where you can get it, man. Seth, I got to ask you. So, you know, LeBron James broke the, the record for Ooh, most points. That's a good one right here. We were talking Uh-oh. about if he's the GOAT or not. Well, let's not talk about LeBron. I want to ask you, who is the GOAT? A professional wrestler. Ooh, that's a good question. Who do you have as of all time? Yes. Man, wrestling's interesting because we don't have, you know, our stats are different than than the NFL, than the NBA, than all that stuff. Um, I mean, you have to – I look at it as who has contributed to the industry's growth the most. Right. Right. That's a good good measuring stick. And and for me, that – a lot of that has to do with uh, how much mainstream attention you're able to bring to the industry. Right. And so if you look at it, the biggest crossover act that we've uh-huh. ever had in the history of our industry is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yep. Okay. And so he his run was very short. He didn't have a Hogan-like run right. where he was right. on top for a decade or a Roman Reigns current run where he's you know been on a, on a hot stretch. Uh, the Rock wasn't like – a Ric Flair where he's, you know, renowned as the greatest in-ring technician right. uh, or Shawn Michaels or right. something like that. But 
his body of work, what he did in the short period of time he was with the, the company, but what he's been able to do outside yes. of it and people bringing eyes to our industry and expanding it and people going, oh, well, I look at WWE as a, as a you know, legitimate entertainment platform right. now yes. because this guy's crossed over and now he's the biggest actor in Hollywood. Yeah. He's got to be the greatest of all time in that regard. So it, you, could, you could argue for any number of guys yeah. off the top, and I and I and I would listen to any argument you had. I think that's my justification for why Rock's number one. Uh, from the time I was doing talk radio in St. Louis, Missouri, now here in Albuquerque, I've been a friend of the WWE for some time, right? So anytime a show is coming to an event, or we have access to do a backstage thing, or a ticket thing, or whatever, that's always the first question: Was well, the Rock going to be there? <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. The Rock yep. hadn't been there in, in t- 15 years consistently, or whatever. And right. We were so we were at the Royal Rumble in yes. San Antonio, right? So we go down, we trip, make the trip, and that's the kind, every caller we take. Every single yeah. one. Who's he, the surprise he, guy? He's the, the gateway, right? Every he's the time. gateway. I mean, if you Google Dwayne Johnson, you know nothing about pro wrestling. First thing's going to come up is The Rock. Yeah. You're going to go, what's The Rock? And then, bam, you're off to the races. Even now you look at, he's got Young Rock, the yeah. show on yep. NBC. Yes. And that's a pathway, a gateway for people who, again, have no idea where he came from, what he did. And you've just got millions of new eyes on an industry that people knew nothing about. Yeah. So I think the history of that show, the way that they're kind of like laying Fun. out the history of, of yeah. wrestling as, as, as it uh, refers to him is very interesting because – I grew up like watching Randy Macho Man Savage, Jake the Snake, the Great Kabuki, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Please and mention so, Harley Race. Oh, Har- Harley Race. <laughs> I mean, oh. Dusty Rhodes. I mean, it's like, you know, Seth, I, I, I love the history of how that's going. I can't get uh, any Midwest love here. Oh, uh, well, it's all territorial, man. That's the thing about wrestling history is it was all territorial. Yeah. So, you know, people who, who grew up watching. Dusty Rhodes in Florida may not even have known who Harley Race was. Right. Yeah. You know? So yep. it's, just, it's so all territorial. If if The Rock is LeBron, who would be his Jordan? Uh, gosh, Jordan, the greatest competitor of all time, probably. Um, but that. But first of all, I don't want you putting no words in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I thought we were you saw how I leaned in. I was like, yeah, okay, let's see what we got here. I don't think. <laughs> You're a Bears guy. Are you a Bulls I'm, guy? I'm a Bears you? guy, yeah. and yeah. I'm a Bulls guy. Well, so see, couldn't do it. These, I, I can't do it. I can't say LeBron's the greatest of all time. Yeah. I, okay. I say Jordan's the greatest, but we're having this. This is an ongoing conversation. And, and it's and again, it's all. It, there's a lot of subjectivity yeah. here, right? Because yeah. you know, I heard people saying, "Well, Kareem didn't have a three-point line. Well, the game was different." But there there's so many arguments. You know, long is longevity part of the deal? Advances is, in is, medicine. Is it? Yeah. Is is, is it championships that's yeah. the deal? Yes. Is it competitive? of nature is it you know just utter dominance is it is what it is because or is it strictly numbers who knows my right. point my point is um i don't know but there like i said when i was talking about you know uh you know who's the greatest right there's so many arguments to be made i mean people look at rick flair as the greatest in ring of all time a lot of people say Shawn michaels right big greatest all around of all time you know triple h is in that sure. conversation stone cold steve austin mm-hmm. same thing so who knows, man? Hopefully, one day when it's all said and done, I'll be in that. That's what I was waiting on. That's what I was waiting on. I just hit my prime, man. I'm 36 years old. I'm just hitting the window. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You are. So, so I got years and years and years to, to do what I want to do. I, I'm not an in and out guy like The Rock. I, I want to stay and, and be legitimate. I want to be in the John Cena conversation at some point right. when it's all said and done. But we got time yet. WWE superstar Seth Rollins is with us. And don't forget, WrestleMania 39 goes Hollywood and takes place over the course of two nights, boys. We will be there April 
first and second. Live from SoFi Stadium, both night stream at 8 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on Peacock. Tickets are currently on sale via Ticketmaster. Fans from all 50 states and 58 countries around this great world will make plans to be in attendance. I want to talk to you about a high that I have felt in my life, but only to about 10 or 12,000 people. I've been fortunate to be in front of some crowds. I've been fortunate to lead some things. You in front of 53,000 screaming and then singing. Yeah. WWE <laughs> fans. Um, you chase that high weekly. How do you, how do you get there, my man? Because I, I know what it feels like to a degree, and I can't imagine what it feels like to that degree. Uh, I mean, it's a drug. There's it no is, doubt right? about it. And the fact that we do it every single week, whether it's, uh, you know, 3,000 people in Paducah, Kentucky. Right, uh, which you know, slaps. We were just in, in, in Pensacola in front of 6,000 people last week, and then, you know, we're in Raw in Orlando in front of 10,000, and then – you know, then you dig into these bigger stadium shows that we do where it's, you know, uh, we're in Nashville uh, for SummerSlam and it's 50,000. It was Rus- incredible. WrestleMania, yes. you're looking at 50,000, 60,000 people for two nights, which is just bananas. Right. Um, and I've had the you know, privilege of working in front of, you know, 70,000. It's it's. It's an, it's on another level, dude. Right. It's on another level, and it's what we live for. But it's that reaction, that feeling, that connection when the audience uh, goes nuts for your music or sings your song. Yeah. In this particular yes. situation where I'm at in my career, <laughs> um, it's it's nothing. It, there's, it's like nothing you've ever experienced in your life, and it totally is what you live for. What's what you crave. And sometimes, you know, I can see why these guys have a hard time walking away from it. Yeah. Because it's just it's part of your DNA when you do it for so long. Yeah. And right. it's it's the fans are what keep you coming back. That reaction, that interaction, that's what keeps you doing it. The performance right. is great, but it hurts. Right. Yeah. That part that's the adrenaline that's the that makes juice. you feel yeah. like you can do it. So, Seth, I'm, I'm a stand-up comedian. I'm on radio. I do a lot of other things. I can't keep a woman, all right? <laughs> I can't keep one. <laughs> can you tell me how much of it is that it's a plus that you have a relationship within what you love to do with uh, the WWE? Funnily enough, I avoided it for a very long yeah. time. Right. Yeah, right. yeah, you didn't want to mix business with pleasure, you know? Uh, and there's a lot of things you had to, I had to deal with in the early stages of my relationship uh insecurities that i didn't even know i had right but it was good that i did it and then i was able to address it and now i feel like we're uh you know (laughs) knock on wood i just feel like it's smooth sailing i mean i'm sure you know every relationship's gonna run into ups and downs but dude it's so easy because we get each other we get what each other's going through and it's so hard you know i had dated girls previously who weren't a part of it and didn't fully understand it and you know, there's kind of a push and a pull there. Mm-hmm. With Becky, uh, there's none of that. It's just, it's very easy. It's it's understanding each other. We're best friends. And we get to travel the world with our daughter wow. and have these experiences that, you know, we're going to look back on in 10 to 20, 30 years when we're just old folks sitting on our porch Love drinking it. coffee somewhere that, you know, we're never going to be able to replace that time and experience. So it's it's truly a blessing. I, I live in an awesome life i'm so fortunate to be able to do that and share that uh you know with the woman of my dreams and my little two-year-old baby so there we go it's a big win man don't forget friends of the show wwe comes the rio rancho event center april 15th for saturday night main event you can join us in suite 316 yes as we host the party (laughs) that we host every time wwe comes to town south what we're asking is uh everyone who joins us at radio row we're asking that you take the time with us to put your name right here on the YMCA football helmet, my oh, friend. Oh, yeah, we are, baby. We are auctioning off every an autograph from every 
Radio Row attendee for the YMCA of Central New Mexico at their Top Golf event coming up this September, where we hope to raise uh, in excess of all the monies all for of kids them. in the community. That's so, fantastic. Yeah, that man. means a lot to us, brother. Yeah, Thank no you so problem, much. dude. There it is. There, there it is. Nice. There she blows the beautiful signal. I used to work at the YMCA, so I love that. I worked at the YMCA for years because you know what? They gave you a free membership. That was the yeah, deal. So yep. I didn't have to pay for a gym deal. There I could you go. I could go in and work out. I would pay and you know. Didn't have to pay. I just come in and work out, shoot some hoops with the boys, and that'd be it, man. The Y was a big part of my upbringing. I wouldn't be where I am without the YMCA. So anything I can do to help them out, that's awesome. The, it's a big part of our – I'm on the board at the Y there, and, and if I were to call them right now and say, hey, we're going to put up a wrestling ring in the gymnasium and put on a show – no one would be more excited to support that than that. Ah, right. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, they're simply the best. Seth Rollins, thank you so very much, brother. Thank you for taking the time, my man. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Thanks for talking shop. Good chats as always, no man. No problem. Logan Paul joins us next. <laughs> he won't because he's too afraid to get anywhere near me where I can actually lay eyes on him. He likes to talk his talk on social. He likes to show yeah. up from behind at the Rumble and dump me. But when it comes to face-to-face, -to -face, he ain't got no guts, man. He's a fraud. Ah, I didn't say that out loud. <laughs> Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to the boys. Welcome back to Radio Row. Still here, baby. On a Wednesday. I am here. Robert is here. Aaron is here. He knows uh, noticeably uh, not here. Man's not here. <laughs> Man's out golfing with Pat Mahomes. I think he's already drunk and passed out by now. If I had to wager, if I were a betting man, that would be my bet. Yep. No, I feel like every time I say Van is out golfing with Pat Mahomes, there's a friend of the show that's like, that doesn't make sense. That's not true. Yeah, they think we're not exactly telling the real story. No, we're telling the truth. The real real. The real real. Is he's golfing with Patrick Mahomes' dad, Pat Mahomes. That's, that's what it is. <laughs> no no lies told. That's what he's doing right now. We were talking earlier about some of the guests here on Radio Row. We were talking a lot about, you know, the personalities and the big names and stuff. We mentioned Brandon Marshall. Right. right? We saw Brandon Marshall. So you went up to, you were like, hey, Brandon, you got time for the program? And he's like, um, I'm TV, I'm TV, I'm he's TV. He's doing a lot of TV. Or whatever. He's like, next year I got you, which, um, by the way, I'll hold that to him just like I hope is that the Is that the blow-off? Is that the big blow-off that you get at these things? Uh, this is actually, my first one. No, actually, no. 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 The, okay. the blow-off is uh, an actual blow-off. Yeah. You like, get, there's, no, uh, there's no conversation. There's no – they don't tell you their itinerary, none of that. Okay. When there's like a like we mentioned, there's 140 entities here, you know. So it's you only got time for so many. Right. Yeah, and you know how fortunate we are to have you know some of the very fun guests that we've had. But Dude. yeah, like Rashad Evans sitting down with us, which we're gonna play that in the next hour. That is a banger. Yes, of an it interview. is. Dude. Like, and then what was the line standing waiting for him whenever he got out? Like, oh. like people yeah. are trying, you know. And it's it's how fortunate we are, and especially you go up to a UFC guy, you go up to a mixed martial arts guy, and you're like, hey, Albuquerque. That you got to say nothing else. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Say less, fam. Also, uh, you guys like being best friends for a hundred years probably helped a lot. Yeah, too. yeah. Rashad's. Yeah. I wasn't kidding. I mean, I think I think you were a little surprised, but like Rashad and I, are like we're homies. Like, that's what's up. That, that's, I recognize he's my that. guy. Yeah. Well, that's the thing because like, you know me and Robert obviously have never thought you to be cool. Like, we <laughs> <talk about> <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I mean, he said you know the, the white beard, and I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Make a game. I heard I him like, say, I heard him say, that's my boy. And I was like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> we could be boys too, right? Yeah. Like, what, 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 uh, 
So Braden Marshall, um, he kind of he doing it. He doing it in the podcast game. He got a thing yeah. going on. And, and again, he's not joining us. Like we don't have him. But this is kind of the one today that had me going. So he sits down with Andy Reid. Right. They do in the program. What is like a fun question to ask Andy Reid? What's like a because well, we talked about it. No one asks him football questions. No, it's always food related or cholesterol or calories or something yeah. like that. And I like that Brandon went another direction. What, I, what, what did he do? What did I, he ask him? I love this question. What I like. Especially for Andy Reid. Because I'm a big fish out of water guy. All right. You put a guy in a situation he's not familiar with, an environment he's not comfortable in, and just watch him flop around like a fish out of water. That was me last year at Radio Row. That was me. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 My neck was on the swivel. That's <laughs> <For> real. <laughs> Brandon Marshall says to Andy Reid, Andy Reid, uh, what, uh, what are your top – what are your top three rappers alive? No, he didn't ask him that. For real, I got to hear these answers. Reed I, said Jay-Z. Okay, okay. Jay-Z. I can see okay. Jay-Z. Okay. Jay-Z's been doing it for a while. Yeah. He, he's, he used he's to run been, around in VA. He's been. He's, <laughs> all right. <laughs> There's a couple Jay-Z albums. Throwing up the rock. I can, I can see I can see Andy Reid throwing up the rock. I can yeah. see him. Well, yeah, right. he's, a, he's a big Troy Aikman guy. I, be, I bet he. I, I bet. I bet he's got the blueprint CD in his in his in his ride. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. yeah. There you go. I can see CD. Him around the, CD. CD. Yeah. CD. CD. Yeah. He li- he said the phrase at the house. Where's the black album? Yes. Where yes. is it? Yes. Okay. Good answer. Okay. I, I can I can see that one. Uh. I'm, I'm with him. Wait a minute. What's what's that? What? Master P? What is So Master P is Wait on the list. What? Stop. He said Master P? He First said Master all, P. Stop, stop, stop. Do do your Master P again, bro. Ugh. That's terrible. Go to the bathroom. <laughs> Go. That is not Master P, man. That is not Master P. Master P is uh It's not even better, Yo. but I know when I hear Master P. Yo, where's P at? Say uh. <laughs> Say uh. Yeah. That, that part is what Fred. Fred just did. <laughs> That's what he just did. Wait a minute. What does Andy Reid Andy know Reed loves about Master P. Master P. That okay. is a whole different spectrum than Jay-Z. Okay. Jay-Z yes. to Master P. You think, but, is he just parroting things he's heard? No, because Master P hasn't done anything in decades. That's so true. I believe him when he says Master P. And then lastly, and this one is the one. Because I saw this one. This no. was in Rio Rancho just like five minutes ago. Nas? Okay. Lil Wayne came town. Weezy. Weezy F Baby. And Lil Wayne on the list. Okay, I can see this one because Lil Wayne is a huge sports fan. Yeah. He has always talked about basketball and football. Yeah. And I want to say they probably have some sort of relationship. Oh. They you know, probably know each other. That's the one on the list that I say I think, Andy Reid might know. I think I saw him at a Kansas City game. Maybe over the you past know what? couple of months. You're right. Yeah. You're right. That's what it is. Yep. So with I think with Lil Wayne, it's not even the music, it's the personal relationship that yeah. he has. Okay. With okay. Because I thought his answers were gonna be uh, Skittles rapper, <laughs> Snickers rapper, <laughs> Milky oh, Way. <laughs> Come on now. That's messed up, man. <laughs> You know what? Honestly, uh, that's a good build on a second. Hey, that's awesome. <laughs> that was good. I wasn't ready for that one. I, was, I didn't I know you were going ready there for either. that one. That was good. He gave three solid answers. Though. Yeah, he did. Yeah, three that, solid those, answers. Those are the top three rappers of all time. Yeah. Like you just said, I'd have gone with Hundred Grand rapper, <laughs> Payday rapper. I like Hundred Grand. <laughs> that whole thing. Oh gosh, joining it are. <coughs> 
Excuse me. We're hitting the top of the hour whenever we get back. I tell, I'm about to choke up and die over here, boys. Like, what am I doing? It's the excitement. That's what is it that is. Is that what it is? The excitement is so thick well, here today. Well, before the top of the hour, we got to talk to David Tyree. Okay, that's okay, what we're going to so do. We got to talk to David Tyree next after this, and then we'll hit the top of the hour, and then Rashad will be on. And there we go. Yeah. Love everything about that. Well, that's the thing, too, about being out here at, at, at Radio Row. There's so much excitement going on. There's so yes. much around us all the time. Dude. And, you know, in the Elevated, it's a big part of us being here, the YMCA of Central New Mexico, Teller Vodka, yes. Cantina CrossFit, the Home Authority. There's just like, by the, we need to get out of Cantina CrossFit also. I don't know if you've been out at all, Robert. It's indoor, outdoor. Yeah. Super cool. Okay. The, think like the big tires, the whole thing. Yeah. This is like. Like this a huge obstacle course type of thing. Just surprising your body with activity. Yeah. Yeah. You know what and I mean? And then Home Authority is actually right next door. Yeah, right next door. Right next door. Get it all done in one spot. You go work out and go buy a house. Just done. Yep. Whenever we get back, David Tyree, we're two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to Radio Row, and uh, a guy that's familiar with Arizona. <laughs> that is uh, one David Tyree joining yes. us on the yes. program. Yes. Yeah. Woo. Let's go. I mean, uh, what are you doing? You upsetting anyone on the East Coast right now? You've just been doing that your whole life? Just just oh. ruining fan bases out there? Well, you know, I mean, like, listen, this is obviously New York and Boston got a little thing going on. Yeah. You know? <laughs> a little. And, uh, you know, I, I figured, you know, on, on the world's biggest stage, just might as well introduce myself and get into the fight. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, you know, I didn't, you know, you could, you could. I know the script. The script is the big word these days. Yeah, right here. yeah. Couldn't, you couldn't script it better. You know, I no. can't even say that I was following the script, but it was great that God had a moment for me, and I'm great to be a part of a great organizational history and NFL history, and just good to be back on grounds for good times. So I have to, I have to ask you, David. Um, you know, Tom Brady yep. finally retired. Yep. It's going to become that time he's going to put on that jacket and go into the Hall of Fame. What is the percentage that you'll be able to be the one? <laughs> to bring him into the Hall of Fame. Point zero 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 one. You got it. You got your helmet on. You got the bald right there. Yeah. Now bringing to you, Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Oh my gosh, I probably I'll probably get yoked on again. Uh, <laughs> you see, can you, hey, can you see David Harry just like like hot gluing. Like mod <laughs> a football to a Giants helmet. Yes. FedEx it, just, it over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that would there be good. Go. I may, maybe Eli and I, you know, Eli's good for uh, practical, you know, you know, prank yes. jokes. Maybe not, we can figure something out. Oh, but no, nah, I'm happy for him, man. He amazing. He, he's, to me, he's the undisputed uh, greatest of all time. So good for him. Seven years in the league, five yep. of them with the Giants, uh, all rookie. Pro Bowl special team. I mean, you can, I mean, you played football. One of the right. greatest Super Bowl catches of all, all time. Yeah. All time. Yeah. Yes. Football player was my biggest. Um, you know, of course, when you have this moment that overshadows a, yeah. a whole career, you know, I think you, they think I only made, I made one play in my life, and so yeah, for me, it was always just about being a complete football player. There you go. Find a way to make a team. You know, play for your team. So it, 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 I, that one play definitely brought a lot of satisfaction, changed a lot. But yeah, I take a lot of pride in my complete work. Okay, yeah. let's talk about, you know, uh, post your career. What have you been up to? What's, what's been your passion since, uh, you know, put, you put the pads up? Sure. I mean, it's, it's obviously a, a difficult uh, way to, you know, transition out. I was fortunate to find myself in the player development, player engagement space all the way up to 2020 where I was uh, in the front office with the Giants through doing player development. So that kind of created the genesis of the catch camp, which we were out here doing, which is basically football in the morning with these kids. And then we do leadership development and careers in sports. There we go. You yes. know, at the end of the day, we have yes. to kind of merge the lifeline of the, of the next-gen athlete 
and it's foundational football. I, can't, I only got a chance to make the catch because I was a special teams player. Right. Right. So I knew, I think self-awareness was my superpower as a player. Right. And I want to get into that for the next generation athlete. Hey, when you're talking to young adults, because this is, you're resonating with me right now. Yep. Yeah. You're resonating with me right now. There's a lot of kids, uh, yeah, I want to be involved in the NFL, only if I get to line up outside the hash mark and run that. Run that <laughs> yes. Hey, there's a lot of guys like, yeah, I'm going to play uh, only in the NBA. Yeah. Hey, there's mm-hmm. a lot of guys who are MLS or no S. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's, there's it's, varying degrees. Yes. There's levels. There's steps. There's development. You go from special teams to the slot, to the middle, to the catch. You have to find that. David. Help me connect with the youth today. Yeah. Tell me how I can tell kids, you don't have to get to the A-plus spot. You can get to the C, B, A, then A-plus. There how you do go. I, how do I tell that story? Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think my, my, my life journey and career is really the, is, is the metaphor of it. I, was, I knew that I wasn't the most talented, most gifted, but I knew I had the ability to play at the highest yeah. level, compete at the highest level, and be successful at the highest level. Those are two different things. When I go into when I go into training camp at, at Syracuse and there's Donovan McNabb and Kevin Kevin Johnson and Quentin Spotwood and his three All Americans there, good, pretty good. I'm like, yeah. I suck. You know, like <laughs> you know, like you you have to first say that to to get to the point where you can be great. And I think that's some of the soberness that's missing in in the generation. I think self awareness is a superpower. That's what we want to equip them with. But also realize, hey man, you know, like. Before you become, you know, it's not an all-or-nothing proposition. Being a scout in the NFL is amazing. Being in the, yes. in the front office yes. with PRL oh is amazing. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, these are so many amazing opportunities to be connected to your passion, and that's that's kind of where my thing is. Like, you can have so much value and success in different ways. The Let, dude that fires the pyro when you run out for the Super Bowl. Come on, bro. <laughs> he makes yes. the show go. Yes. Yes. Come on, bro. I mean, talk about the strength coach at, at right. Alabama. He's probably making less, a little less than a million bucks a year. Well, he's doing better than I am. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's oh, crazy, man. They're caking. I'm like, I got it wrong. I caught the ball on my head in the Super Bowl, and I got it wrong. Okay? Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, you know, we just got to have to marry what success is and how relative it is and find your your nexus. So Fred always talks about how the wide receiver position is the number one position you need on the field. Do you agree with that? (laughs) <laughs> that's that's tough. Do you agree with it? You can let loose. Oh my it's goodness! Us. No, I, I I couldn't say that I I completely agreed as much as I as much as I'm biased. Um, I think my two most respected positions is probably the quarterback position. There's a lot of things that have to be done pre-snap and post-snap. Right. There's a lot of information processing, and in order to play it at the highest level, then there's who you are as a person. I think so much of what makes an elite quarterback an elite quarterback is mm-hmm. the person, not just all the mechanics behind the position. Yeah. And then there's, like, a safety. I think the safety can, can be an underappreciated role, but right. that's just yeah. me. Well, I see it in the paychecks. I know it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, so another thing, does, does a great receiver make a quarterback great or does a great qu- quarterback make a receiver great? Because that's something I, I think about when I play Madden all the time. It happens more time that the, the great quarterbacks makes the receiver great okay. more than the great receiver. You, we see great receivers go places right. and no, no longer be great. Yeah. Mm. Right? So I think Tom Brady is the example of that. When you look at the majority of receivers he's worked with, how successful they've been, whether it's system, whether it's Brady. Right. Right? And uh, when, they, when they move on, it's not quite as successful. So yeah. th- I think there's a number of those scenarios. Yeah, you look at Amendola, you know, he had a, a great career with the Patriots, and then right. he left and just kind of. Well, yeah. I mean, it was, the, I mean, he did all right in St. Louis. I mean, he was my guy when I was there. <laughs> I he knew he was going to bring, it always comes, comes back to St. Louis. Fred. It always comes back to St. Louis. When, yep. when Stan Kroenke. <laughs> Dave, you don't know my this, whole story. This is, this is <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the conviction in me. <laughs> yes. I was in love. 
I'm no longer in love. <laughs> Dave, you got a new podcast, my yep. man. Talk to me a little bit about Catch the Moment with David Tyree. Who are you going to have on? How much are you going to laugh? Because I tell you what, yeah. I'm yearning for laughter in sports. It is not this world of severity that it's made out to be. Yeah, People take ag- themselves too seriously. Agreed. Yeah. That's kind of my whole deal. I think my thing is just about what's your moment, what's your journey, what's your pain point to success. Recognizing that success is relative, I like to give a platform for the average person or I mean like in, in the world's context, somebody that you might not know. Because there's just dope people doing dope things, right? Yep, the, yeah. the the 20-year-old who makes an app and he's already a millionaire at 25 years old. We need, I need him as a mentor, yeah. right? Like those are the kind of people that I'm interested in just as much as we're interested in our the, celebrity comrades. It's so funny you said that specific example. The best party I've ever been to in Denver with the guys who designed the CBS uh, NCAA live streaming app. Yeah. These dudes, the nerdiest dudes you ever met in your life. 100%. Sat down, coded out wow. how you stream all 64 games or whatever, and, and they're like, uh, so let's celebrate? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I said, thank you, Denver. Thank you for asking me to leave. How many times does people want to take a picture with the ring? How many, how many times do you get that? I'm, I'm, I'm rarely this – is, this is a special week, so, you know, we got the bling out, we got the ring out. I rarely wear it. I got seven kids. Yeah. So um, I, I guard all of this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, I, I, I wasn't implying that I was going to steal it no, or no, anything, no, no, but no I, I definitely would like a picture with it. Oh, right? listen, <laughs> we can get a picture. The, the picture we need first, though, is you with that ring, signing this YMCA football helmet, there my man. Go. Dave, we what go. we have done is we partnered with the YMCA of Central New Mexico, and we're asking all of our guests to nice. put their autograph right on that bad boy Let's as we this. are going to auction it away at our top golf tournament i'll just, just put that ring right there dead center where we at? there we go yeah okay. oh david tyree that means the world to me oh sign where you caught the ball i like that right Super on there we, are. We, got, we got close <laughs> kramer took the exact spot well you know we'll get, we'll get our next best how fun is that dave you're gonna be here all day long obviously and then yep. you're gonna tune into the big game yep. we uh, t- if we don't ask we're doing a disservice to our friends sure. on the show. right how bad how bad is Philadelphia going to put it on Kansas City this weekend? Oh, Man, he, Philly's going to lose. You think, are you, are you <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> he knows I'm a giant, right? <laughs> I'm a KC. That's sacrilegious to pick the Eagles. Yeah. And they have an amazing team. I think this is one of the best matches we've seen. You know, we finally got the, the brackets right, one and one. But at the end of the day, I think it's just a competitive resolve of Patrick Mahomes. Ooh, it's the GOAT year. Okay. You know, it's, it's Jordan year. And uh, but I think I think the only if there's only one overlooked element is his competitive drive. He just showed us that with the uh, injury, and I think they're going to be on. So you yeah. said Jordan, you're like the second best. No, no, no. no I mean, oh, okay. here he's, we go. Here, wow, what here is this we go. Right? Step on my headset. Here we go, up. man. Wow, this is getting thick. <laughs> Come on, sign man. up for you. What's going on in <laughs> Albuquerque? This is second second best of all time. Michael easy, Jordan. Se- easy, oh, wow. son. Well, to to, Le- to LeBron, I'm, su- I'm assuming. Uh, Actually, I would concede with you on that. Yeah. I'm, I am going to say that LeBron, go. he's what? he's he's mine. David, let me ask you a question. I, I wasn't a Jordan fan. I'm a Knicks fan. So yeah, okay. Let me ask you a question. In professional sports. You're trying to reach the pinnacle. That's what every yes. organization wants to do. No doubt. Now, LeBron James made history last night. Yep. 38,000, however many points. He passed Kareem. It's an amazing feat. Jordan's got more titles. Oh, God. Here we go. It means hey. nothing. You hear this? <laughs> you know I mean? Old <laughs> talk oh. again. I listen, like, it's, <laughs> to, me, to me, before he took the points, and that's just another, like, come on, man. Can we stop this argument at this point? To me, yes. it's probably about two years old. I think what I love about LeBron is not just who he is as a person. I did not like the person of Michael Jordan. I had to respect the greatness. So same, that was same. my big thing. Then not only is the person uh, a better product, quote to speak, 
It's the story. I, I can, mean, I, I, the I, story is scripted it like Hollywood. Yes. Script, script, script. It's all over <laughs> the place. And, and, not, and he's taking dominance. What, we're going to say he's not dominant. He can turn. He can snap his fingers and say, I'm going to dominate tonight. And I think that's what people don't like about LeBron is when he right. doesn't do it every single night. Right. There you go. And, uh, and that's probably the only feather. You know, that's probably the only chicken in the arm. DavidTyree85.com. New Check podcast. Catch the moment with David Tyree. Available on Apple, Spotify. You do, where we get your podcast. That's where we get it. David, everywhere. A lot of these interviews we do, they go straight to digital content. This bad boy's going on air. Like, <laughs> yeah, we on have air. to. This has man. to go on straight air. Straight on yeah, air. Yeah, you going, you going broadcast. Appreciate y'all, man. Straight on air. Absolute best. David Tyree, thank you, brother. It's two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to Radio Row. Your boys are, uh, well, we're nearing the last hour yes. of day three. Okay. Haven't yes. got kicked out yet. That's this an accomplishment. Is, well, I heard people talking about They're it. They're grumbling. They're grumbling. We're getting, you know, Golik kind of said it best. Golik Sr., when he was over here, he says, if somebody's telling you guys to be quiet, you're doing it right. You're doing it right. Well, we're killing it. Yeah, We I are doing it right. <laughs> I made a new friend last night at the media party, right? So we're at the media party last night. Right. I was showing off my hops, whatever. So then. <laughs> Are you talking about when we jumped up and did the. The yeah. vertical jump. Yeah. So yeah. They had a vertical jump. What thing. did you hit? The, I have no idea. What 17. I, I don't remember. I don't remember. But yeah. it was 17. I hit 15. Here's what I know. I know this for a fact. I put on the best show. I might yeah, not have did. jumped the highest. But I got there. I did a little stretch boy. I go. But then it was like, when are you getting ready to fight? I was yeah. like, I took my chain off, gave it to Rob. Yeah, that was a, this was a nice setup. Yeah. This is a nice yeah. setup. Handed my phone. I saw what you were back, doing. Right, yeah. I gave my wallet. Huh? I was yeah. like, you know, I, I just. Very dramatic. All my everyday carry. So I started undoing buttons there. We don't have time. He had yeah. to, like, pull any weight off of him, extra weight he could. Yeah. It's very yeah. dramatic. Just, well, you know how it be. People start gathering around. Yeah. What, what's going on yep. here? Yeah. That's I leaned over. Awesome. I did the, you know, the Michael Phelps lean over, yep. do the two arms. But I was actually just dusting off my shoes. <laughs> and then. <laughs> So I was going to do the high jump. I was going to do it. And, uh, and it, so there was uh, new, my new friend. Her right. Name, her name is Maria. Okay. So Maria works with the Mr. Irrelevant. So that's her thing. She's like right. the, the Brock Purdy handler dealer. Or whatever. Right. So anyway, so she's like, hey, we're coming to hang out today. We're going to do this thing. So she just texts me. Yes. And she says, hey, heads up, uh, bomb scare at the convention. No one can leave or come or go. I'm just, Where we're at right now? You know Where what's so we're crazy? At right now. Nobody's told us anything. No one said anything. <laughs> All oh. these people are It's here. business as usual. Yesterday, a guy climbed up. Oh, he climbed that building that right there. Spider-Man yeah. Yeah. climbed the build, the pro-life Spider-Man, which, by the way, seems like a very un-pro-life move to climb yeah. the building. Right. This is the Super Bowl, though. This, and is, like, this is all the weirdness. We haven't talked about this convention center. Like, it, this thing is locked down. Like, there's, I've oh. never seen so many police. When you're walking in... There's a there's a police officer with a dog. Yeah. Yes. Sniff, sniff, not for sniff, not checking for drugs. No. Checking for explosives, and they sniff everybody that walks by. Yep. You walk in, you everybody. scan. You go downstairs, you scan. Yep. You get in Radio Row, you scan. You're we, walking in, they're checking your badge. Yeah. Yep. And we have so we've been taking a lot of photos, but part of the ruling is like because uh, we have these badges, these Super Bowl whatever badges, and they have codes on them. They have all these things, and they're like, do not put that stuff on social media. Right. We're not about to let no one or anyone or anything. So. So we are here for uh, maybe the rest of our lives. There's okay. <laughs> not able to leave. Call my wife. Let her know. Not able to go. While you call yours, I guess I'll look for one. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> wish Maria was here. You know what? You know what? If this turned into some kind of like Lord of the Flies here, we're cooked. Oh, Sean Merriman all day. Look, Sean Merriman's just going to – he's going to like wipe everybody. Who? No, nah, you're crazy. Who else we, is here? W- look, we are equipped with – Things that other people are not equipped with. Go ahead. Look what's on our table, fellas. 
that you know what? Look what's on we our are table. Rich. You know what? Do You're you, right. You hear, we You're are right. the top of the food chain. We are at the top of the yeah, food I chain. I don't care what they look like. They don't have what we have they right here. They do not. They don't got it like we got it here. <laughs> they we, do not. <laughs> we got a couple good interviews coming up this hour. We're both very, we're all very excited about those. Uh, joining us immediately after this is Rashad Evans. And we were able to Man. sit down with him for, I mean, closer to 20 minutes. Right. I mean, this is a banger. It, Put 20 minutes down in your book. If you are a friend of this show, spend an extra couple in the driveway. Do whatever you got to do on your normal commute. Because Rashad Evans, who obviously all the UFC stuff, he's a Hall of Famer, right? He's a, he's a Hall of Famer, Hall of former Famer. light heavyweight champion. Yeah. He tells stories. My yes. guy can go. So, yes, we, can. so we laughed a lot. We talked, obviously, about Albuquerque. We talked about Miss Martial Arts. We talked about being at the Super Bowl. Kind of everything that surrounds that. So he was an absolute hoot. We're going to wrap up the program today with Mike Golick. Yes. Oh, yeah. You know what? Treasure. That guy is funny. He, he's, a treasure. He's, he, he's funny, but he's, like, legitimately one of my broadcasts, like, He's probably on my Mount Rushmore. He's up there. Yeah, he's up there. He, yeah. He's, he's one of my four. Well, and, and he brought the heat, and we we end on a big exclamation point for the program. So so make sure you absolutely stick around for that, as that has been very good. We uh, we tomorrow are going to our air an interview we did today, and that was with Devon Kennard. Yes. Oh. I need that guy. Radio does this man no justice. No. All the drip, all the smile, there all the go. charisma, everything. He by far at this point. I mean. Who is more well dressed, Seth Rollins? Or I gotta Devon? give it. I, I gotta give it to Seth freaking Rollins. Yeah, he was the part. He, he was. was he good. was. It was because he was extra. He was. He, the was extra. he was extra. You're right. He was extra. Yeah. Devon. The peacock feathers on the silver. Yeah. Oh, come on. Devon's suit. Yes. Dude, I'm in amazement. I I would suit up every day if I had. That's what I'm saying. I, if I had that suit, I would suit up every day. I don't even know what this material was. It was like terry towel or something. I, I gotta Google it. I have to find it. It was. It was. It was just so romantic. Yes. Like this entire thing, I just <laughs> I need it on my body. I said, I said, where you get that from? He goes, uh, well, I can tell you the name of the guy who made it custom. I got that's, oh! custom. that's custom. He's like, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. you were like, let me see the yeah, inside. Let me, yeah, let me get, let me, yeah. Oh, you can see like, nothing but my name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, let me see that level, dog. <laughs> he opens it up and says, Mr. Kennard. So yeah, suit. that's exactly what Every that's what suit I own, I open it up and says, Somebody else's name. It says Joseph. Yeah, I'm like I don't Joseph even, A. Bank. I don't even know who Mr. <laughs> Bank is. I have yeah, no clue. Who I that got is. all the suits though. <laughs> and myself, like I can't buy off the rack. I'm so big, right? Like, yeah. I, I go to the rack. I get the rack. Then I go immediately to the tailor. I don't. Yeah. That's zero minutes. Yeah. Zero minutes. Do I have that thing on before I get that thing suited up? Good interviews. Good day. Good day three. We got a bunch of interviews coming tomorrow and Friday. This thing's going to be the thing. On Friday, we are live from. Pub Rock in downtown Scottsdale. Yes. We're going to be there doing a tasting with Teller Vodka. They're yeah. going to be out there. We're going to be handing out elevated samples. And Nancy Stevens of of, uh, of Pub Rock was kind enough to let us come in there and crash the party. Uh, I believe Christian Okoye is going to be there. Oh, yeah. the Nigerian nightmare. Which is awesome. It's going to be very good. Obviously, yes. Uh, speaking of the Chiefs, Tony Richardson will join us tomorrow, too. Oh, so that's nice. Gonna, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a good one. Whenever we get back, we sat down with uh, your long friend, but my new friend, Rashad Evans. That's my—he's my guy, man. I yeah. love that dude. He's like—he's like my distant brother. And more importantly, love that man. 
friend of the show. He is now exactly. a friend of the show. Yes, he is. And that's what it's about. We are live at Radio Row. Big thank you to Elevated for being a part of that, the YMCA of Central Mexico. Don't forget our everydays, boys, our day oneers that we got. That's I-9 Sports, which we did not do the I-9 Sports varsity today. We thought that might happen. There was too much fun going too on. Too much going on. We'll sneak a couple in at the end of the week. I promise you that. The 6-6 Diner, where for $30 you can get two cheeseburgers and a milkshake, two straws. That's your Valentine's Day special. And then lastly, John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy for sponsoring this remote studio. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Boys are back live at Radio Row. Yes. And, uh, Still here. Everyone knows we Albuquerque. Like, we've been here a couple days now. People are like, okay, that's okay. We're the loud table. That's yes. Everybody's like, so quiet. <laughs> yeah. Like, Business-like. Business-like. And, uh, and we're standing up yelling, talking trash to each other. But is there a better way to represent the Fight City? No. Is there a better way to represent the Fight City than you know, Rashad the, Evans joining the yeah. boys? Hey! Hey, what's going on? Oh, man. Rashad and I have known each other for a long time. Yeah. I was telling these guys how you used to come on the show probably like once a week. We had this yeah. morning show that we did, and Rashad, I mean, for probably a couple of years, came on like once, once a week, once every other week, and... Albuquerque loves you, man. You're like you're what you're still an Albuquerque son. Oh man, you're I, an Albuquerque son. I miss Albuquerque so much, man. It's been so long since I've been there, man. It's just one of the best places to train because not only do you have the great elevation, not only do you have great training, but then just the people around you. Like there is right. no yeah. professional sports, and they treat the fighters absolutely amazing, yeah. man. And it's just good fight culture. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm going to tell you, so I didn't know you guys had such a strong friendship relationship, right? Yeah. So you're doing interviews, right? You're doing like all the East Coast shows. Yeah. like Because you, you big time, <laughs> you big timing. Yeah. So Rashad's your big time. And then like you walk up to some host, you like a nice little handshake. Like <laughs> yeah. you, you pull the seat out, you wipe it down. You sit, butt comes up to you. It's a, it's the, the most dap I ever seen on it. Oh, he got, no, he, he, he got. They he, hung it wait out. Wait a minute, no, he got the Obama handshake. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's what he got. I, I gave him some. I gave him some brother love. Yeah, you know yeah. He was, he was a brother. I gave him some love. Yeah. A little head turns there. Uh, Rashad, obviously you got a lot going on in the world. You're out here at Radio Row, but aside from laughing, what are you doing, my man? What's got you out right now? Man, you know I, I still uh, work with the UFC in the capacity of uh, you know analyst gig, doing, yep. the, doing the ESPN thing. But I've been busy just building myself outside of just the whole fight game in general. You know, I work yeah. with, um, you know, I'm doing an unattended project, unattended retail project, which mm. is, you know, like vending machines, mini market yeah. and, you know, those kind of things. But I'm also doing a project that I'm that I'm here talking about with Jake Plummer, one of the right. founders in this company. Yeah. And uh, Del Jolly, which is Umbo, yes. functional mushroom company. Love it. And, uh, you know, what, what we got going on is that, you know, we're really just trying to spread the word of, of what these functional mushrooms can do. You know, well, for me, once I retired and was ready to go down that path, it was a strong, it was, it was a weird transition. It was like one of the hardest things that I had to do was make that transition. But one of the things that kind of kept playing in the back of my mind was just, you know, the damage that I'd done on my body because yeah. I started to really feel it at that point. When I started to near the end of my career, I felt like I lost a step. Right. You know, not only physically speaking, but even neurologically, mentally speaking, I felt like I just was, wasn't as sharp, you know, and it was kind of something that was 
you know, scaring me because I'm, I don't want to be a, a prisoner of my own body. And I, I really wanted to find yeah. a way to kind of turn things around. So that's when I learned about functional mushroom. Just by chance, listening to a Joe Rogan podcast, yep. yeah. he had Paul Stamets on there. Mm-hmm. And Paul was talking about these mushrooms and what they can do for neurological health in general and even psilocybin he was talking about so i started to dive deep into it started to really start to understand it and i started to experiment with it and try it out and i felt like a night and day different within difference within a few months so right. yeah i was like man i gotta I, I gotta definitely you know bring my own product to market yeah so rashad okay you 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 mentioned you're retired yeah. and i want to i want to go back to albuquerque like you said, Albuquerque loves his fighters, loves the fight culture. We're talking about boxing, MMA. Now we got this new thing on the horizon, bare-knuckle fighting. What? Yeah. Bare-knuckle fighting. I want to ask you, are we, will we ever see you do that? If yes or no, how do you feel about that being the next progression? How you do know, you feel it, uh, that being another avenue of fighting? I've been to a few bare-knuckle fights, and yeah. it, it's wildly entertaining, but it's like one of the – you know, and and I, and I, even as a fighter, it's 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 horrifying. It's, it's, yes, <laughs> you, know how scary. I, you know how I describe it. Scary. I, I describe it as it's very messy. Yeah, it's very just, messy. It, it's it's one of it's like a it's, you know, I mean, I'm not a stranger to bare knuckle fighting. You know, growing up being a street fighter and doing all those kind of things, but. There, there's a civilization that, that has happened to me over the years right. from being a fighter. And, right. and I would say my civilization has come uh, with just me healing through a lot of the pain. There were some of the reasons that made me fight, I healed through them. Right. So I didn't have the same, you know, the same uh, savagery that I once had when I stepped into the cage. Yeah. And I don't feel like I have that savagery now. So in order to do some bare knuckle fighting, I got to dive back into a savage part of myself that right. I don't even know if it even exists anymore. Yeah, you, there just, we go. you just use an incredible verbiage that I don't think I've ever heard from anyone ex-combat sports, and that was civilization. You right. talked about, like, that growth, and, and I think you're describing mentally, and I think you're describing yeah, emotionally. Absolutely. Can you go a little more adept in that and what helped you kind of get to that transition? Because I feel we see a lot of guys who are never able to make that evolution. And separate yeah. from and, that. Yeah, yeah. And, and just how – treacherous that is to their existence yeah you know it was uh it was something that was hard for me as well too but it felt like it was natural progression but when i mean when i'm talking about this this civilization that means that just you know me me rounding out a lot of the rough edges that i had you know with with my mentality with just my approach to handling different problems with just the way i see in the world and and once i started to see the world differently that didn't really come until i started to see myself differently so it was an internal job and once i really started to just do some of the heavy lifting and really started asking myself some of the questions that you know i I, uh i didn't and i avoided you know like you know i went through you know so much when i was a fighter and some of the things i just kind of stuffed in the basement for the longest time and you know they would just come out at the the worst times you know and they were just kind of hard to control but i would use my fighting to just kind of fun of all that energy too but then at some point when i got my knee injury i had two years sitting on the sidelines of just a bad knee injury where i couldn't compete i had to find some way to kind of get rid of some of those demons and it it was a long time before i figured out you know some of the healthier ways to kind of heal that and just become more of a civilized minded person yeah so what do you say uh, okay i want to stay on the demons subject because albuquerque once again you know john jones you know, had some troubles. Yeah. Uh, how did you 
not only just elevate away from things like that. How did you stay away from it? How did how how was that not something that we would open social media and read about Rashad Evans ever getting into? You know, it, it was uh, you know, I can't say I didn't make any bad mistakes, you know, right. decisions, but I, but I have. But you know, luckily for me, you know, I, I wasn't able to, you know, wasn't it wasn't broadcast or anything like that. But you know, for for the most part, you know, being able to face myself has been one of the things that has allowed me to really hold myself accountable and that's what it comes down to accountability mm -hmm. but you only can hold yourself accountability when you're willing to ask the questions and really face yourself in an uncomfortable way mm. you know and really get to the bottom of why you behave a certain kind of way and, and once you really do that and really don't hold back any punches then the healing starts happening right. and then you know the perspective the, the perspective shift starts to happen so then you don't make those same mistakes because when you're making some mistakes, it's because you have some kind of ideology that's your true north instead of something that behooves you. But once you start to really uncover different levels of yourself, right. you get a, a more positive true north. Are you sure you're an MMA fighter? Because, <laughs> man, he, he golly, I, huh? I'm telling you, though, like, you can tell retired, though, because the second you got out of the cage, you're like, I'm, I'm growing the dreads out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, start wearing yeah. crystals? Yeah, 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 yeah. see? Hey, was that – all right, so you start growing up because you, you were bald forever, right? You yeah. were, right were, you, were you like, all right, first of all, I'm glad it's still there. And then secondly, it's not gray. Like you were like, yeah, really? That's yeah I, I was, man. That's why the, the reason why I grew up because I was like, man, it's kind of still there. You know, I kind of still <laughs> had a hairline that I wasn't going too crazy. You know, it, it pushed back a little bit, but it's still in the line of scrimmage. It's still in the line of scrimmage. So I'm like, you know what? Let me, let me see what happens with this hairline. Let so, me see what happens with it all. Rashad, we have a couple of big fights coming up, and I have to ask you, um, John Jones moving up to heavyweight. Do you think he's going to be able to compete at the level that he did at light heavyweight at heavyweight? Because a lot of people think that he has kind of lost step mm -hmm. in these past couple of years. I don't know if it's boredom. I don't know if it's his lack of focus. Like his last fight, people thought Dominic Reyes beat him. Right, you know? right. Yeah, uh, yeah. So do you think he's going to be able to compete? I mean, he's coming up. He's going to be fighting Cyril Gaon yeah. uh, in April mm -hmm. or whenever that is. And yeah. That dude's a beast. He, no, yeah, Sirogan is a beast. But, you know, um, I hope that John Jones can can go in there and do it. I hope that he can go in there and really uh, solidify his legacy one more time yeah. and, and really show how great he is. I want him to be yeah. that great. I want that for him. But but he does have, a, a you know, a, a tall task ahead of him. You yeah. know, being outside the game for so long, you know, it does the game does change and there are little nuances that it is really hard looking from the outside in to really get a feel of because it's all you know it's all happening so fast and and all these things you know that 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 you didn't have to worry about before you do now in just the most subtle ways and you know not not for nothing you know he hasn't looked like john jones that we've known him yeah. for right you know uh in his last few fights so you know he has some some questions that he needs to answer himself sure. And, and I do believe that he can answer them, you know, because one thing I would say is that John Jones has always been a very smart fighter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's just super intelligent in yeah. there. He has great, you know, body mechanics. And, you know, it's going to be something that he's going to be able to apply to the heavyweight division. But for me, my question is, has some of the things that made him great at light heavyweight, you know, applicable to, mm. to heavyweight? Right. And, and, yeah. and, that, and that's the thing for me. That's my biggest question. I feel like, you know, with John Jones at heavyweight, I feel like he's going to be more of a wrestler. He's going to go yeah. on the more of the side where he, 
didn't have to do in MMA. So we're going to probably see a, a different side of John Jones when it comes to tactically speaking right. for uh, you know for approaching a fight. Does he have an asterisk next to his name if he doesn't if he beats Cyril because he didn't fight Francis? Ah oh, man, you know I, I would I would say not. I would say not, and I would say not because of the simple fact that you know um, you know. He st he he went up there and he did it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whether, yeah. whether Francis is there or not, I don't feel like Francis is that measure, in in a sense, because Francis' reign as heavyweight wasn't as celebrated as much. Right. Mm. You know, I feel like if his reign was celebrated more, you know, uh, then I feel like John would have bigger shoes to fill mm -hmm. at taking that reign. Right. But I feel like it was kind of in in limbo for so long, even him being a champion they had an intern belt why francis was champion so yeah he wasn't so celebrated so i don't feel like it'd be any asterisk at all i feel like he may have asterisks for other reasons, other reasons now, yeah. now yeah, i'll see that. why dana white was ducking us because he, he didn't want us he didn't want us he recognized asking. me because he's like oh hey <laughs> yeah. and then they just walked off yeah he was ducking <laughs> us because he didn't want us to ask him about that fight that should happen which is john jones versus francis yeah i mean that's why you know it, it's like uh you know they, they don't you know it's, it's the one that got away you yeah. know and, and they that's just part to, of the game it's part of the, it's part of the game but it, yeah. it's it's just hard for you know the the ufc they they find a way to to make it through most negotiations yeah. you know what i'm saying and there's only a few small select athletes athletes in a few situations where it doesn't work out and you know it it, it kind of it kind of bothers them and i can you can kind of and i say that just in the frame of wrestling uh f frame of reference of you know i watched him do the interview when you're talking about when he was asking about fedor's last fight yeah. mm -hmm. and, and the kind of you know Unloved that no no love that he gave Fedor. He kind he kind of he kind of pooped on him a little bit. Yeah, it, it, he did. It kind of it kind of it kind of smelled to me like sour grapes. Yeah, mm. a little bit. Yeah. But I mean, you know, Dana's one thing you can always know about Dana. Dana's one of the realest guys out there. He's yeah. going to keep it real, and he's always going to just shoot from the hips and say what he's going to say, whether you like it or not. Yeah. So you can't be mad at him for having his own opinion. Yeah. Uh, Saturday night, Volk Makachev. Yeah, you Volk know, Volk was a rugby player like. Weighed like 200 pounds or something. Like right? five yeah. minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> can can he get this done? He can get it done, and and he can get it done if is the, see the thing is if Makachev goes in there and tries to prove something. If he goes in there and he tries to prove that his stand up is even on the same level, or he can stand up with them. I mean, granted, all fights start on the feet, so he does have to show that he's willing to strike. He does have to show that he's willing to go for it on the feet, but primarily speaking, he, he, he's, he should be on the ground. Yeah. I think he takes him down to a, a few times and, you know, Volk gets back up to his feet. I say about the third, fourth time he gets back up to his feet, when they exchange in the center of the octagon, he's going to be a different fighter when it comes to striking-wise. And I feel at that point, that's when it's going to be Makachev's time to even impose more of his will, yeah. you know, with the stand-up as well as with the grappling. Gotcha. Okay, Rashad, we just saw LeBron break the record most points NBA history. We've been fighting all day. We been about, fighting. We've been, been fighting winning. all been day. Winning. Who's the GOAT? Old man opinions. But we're gonna, I'm going to go to your realm, MMA. Who are you yeah. saying is the GOAT oh. of mixed martial arts? The GOAT. Oh, man. You know, I'm going to say, uh, you know, 
to, to put even in the conversation, you know, I think I think Demetrius Johnson has to be in there. I yes. Think he's, wow. He's one, of, he's one of the all-time goats of this game. He's under underappreciated. Underappreciated. Big time. Uh, best interview, not, one of the best interviews I've ever done, too. He, mm-hmm. he can he, just yap. Yeah, he, he, he's, he's, a, he's a dynamic person. Yeah. Like, just, you know, from the way he is outside of the octagon to what he does in the octagon and just his overall IQ, I would say he's up there. And, you know, I, I can't. I can't deny John Jones. You know, I cannot right. di- deny John Jones. You know, I know there's that, you know, the asterisk and, you know, was he, um, you know, was he, you know, using when he won all those times and all those things like that. I mean, for me, what makes me believe John Jones is one of the greatest fighters in the GOAT is because I know what it's like to go into that cage and have to deal with the biggest opponent in the cage. And it most of the time, it's not the pro- person to face in yourself. front of you. Right. It's always yourself. Yeah. You and go. going into something like that for John Jones, you know, with with how he comes into fights, with all the kind of, you know, things that, that he has to face on a personal level before he goes into a fight, it's tough to manage. Yeah. But yeah. he hasn't faltered yet. Yeah. And because he hasn't faltered and because he always goes out there and he wins consistently and dominates the way he has, you know, it, it's hard for me to take away what, what, yeah. he, what he has done, even if he has, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Rashad, we got to cut you loose, and what I'm going to do yeah. is I'm going to open up this Umbo Honey honey Walnut Pecan, and I'm going to start eating it on air while you tell everyone oh. about the website and yeah. uh, the benefits, my friend, of functional mushrooms through Umbo. Yeah, so go to GetUmbo.com. These are uh, – oh, this, this is good. Oh, it's one of the best things ever. It's one of the best <laughs> yeah. things you eat all day. I remember from I'm last year. You, it's one of the I'm, best I'm things you eat all day. I'm going to do the new one. But, but functional mushrooms are very important when it comes to just overall, you know, um, uh, body and health when it comes to neurological, when yeah. it comes to adaptogenic health, making sure that your body isn't going too high with the cortisol levels and find a way to balance your body out. You know, you have all different kind of mushrooms from lion's mane, which is good for cognitive mm-hmm. function. Turkey tail, which is good for the whole gut, mm-hmm. uh, and it also is really good as well for you know cancer patients who are kind of finding a way to kind of yep. keep the healthy gut bacteria because chemo takes a lot of that yeah. out. So, um, you know, you got the reishi that's good for overall health, and then you have the cordyceps, which is good for respiratory health. But these mushrooms are a, a, a food kingdom that we just stop eating, and what they do for the body is just amazing because. As we get older, we get what's called neuropathy, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And one thing that helps fight off neuropathy is neurogenesis and neuroplasticity, which functional mushroom has nice. in spades. Okay. Well, uh, Rashad, before we let you go, uh, YMCA, one of our sponsors here, we're going to take this helmet and we're going to auction oh, it off. Awesome. And we would love for you to sign that for us yes, and uh, help us raise some money for the YMCA in Albuquerque. Absolutely. There we go. Good game. 505, 505. Rashad Evans, you're the absolute best brother. Where we get back, more from Radio Row. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal.
Welcome back to Radio Row, where the boys are live. And um, I mean, I can do anything after that Rashad Evans interview. Oh yeah, I'm just love that guy. He's a good. That was a good one. That's as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. We uh, we're going to hand this one off to an interview we did with uh, Mike Golick when we get back from the breaks. So we only have a few minutes here. Um, this is breaking news. By the time it hits you, listener, back in Albuquerque, it'll be a couple hours old. But Fox has removed, or excuse me, NFL Network has yes. removed yes. Michael Urban from Super Bowl coverage after a complaint alleging an inappropriate encounter, uh, I guess, in a hotel lobby. Right. And from what we know right now, there's not a lot of details. No. Um, but, you know, hey, they're not playing around. Whatever was alleged or whatever was said, they took it seriously, and they pulled them from covering the Super Bowl. Here's the thing. In today's climate and atmosphere, yeah. there is no room for anything but being above reproach. Correct. You yeah. have to be above reproach 100%. in your yes. interactions with women, yep. in anything. Correct. I mean, with just with people in general, not just women, but people mm-hmm. in general, especially – with women because the cancel culture right now, I mean, it's they're, they, they're not messing around. They don't – they're not playing. And, and you know what? It should – they shouldn't have to. Shouldn't right. be a play. There should be no play. The, you know, we all have our own, like, approaches to this situation. And, I mean, what are we – we're surrounded right now by – I mean, it's obviously heavily dudes here. But right. the any interaction that you have, this is a professional so – we're all here professionally. Yes. Correct. Like, we are not – there's a social contract about me and you and you, Aaron and Rob, us going out. And I'm not talking about the media party last night. I'm talking about if we go out tonight in Scottsdale and we want to find uh, some individuals of this town and we make our intentions understood and known, that's a whole different game. That's totally right. fine. There is a precedent with professionalism to where you just don't. You don't do it. Well, because that's an extension beyond this building, beyond this realm. This whole thing is a bubble of the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yep. That's what it is. I don't care where you're going right now. You're under that bubble, and it's going to be some scrutiny as well. Yep. Also this, and it's going to sound a little unfair because I'm not pro this, but I behave this way. I'm afraid of everyone. Like, I don't know if Michael Thank Irvin you. did anything. I don't know if he didn't do anything. But what I'm telling you is I talk to everyone as if I don't know them and I do not trust them. I will not give them opportunity. Correct. Yeah. Like, you know, and uh, for the friend of this show, you know, we brought Robert in about a year after we started this show. I know Robert now. Mm-hmm. Correct. I didn't know Robert in the beginning. Right. In the beginning, you got you got to learn. Yeah. Yep. Like, you got to understand stuff. And if you believe you have a best friend that you meet immediately, you do not. No. no. Especially if somebody comes off that way. Especially. I'm a very well, untrusting person. Well, I'm not untrusting. I'm just, I'm very cautious. Well, also, even, you know, I'm going to go this way, too. If you have a known name. Mm-hmm. Yes. You, oh, even worse. You're, yes. You really got to close in yep. ranks. You're you gotta right. Got to do it. You're right. Michael Urban claims there was nothing more than a handshake and a conversation that did not last one full minute. And he said he could not even recall the substance of the conversation. I cannot imagine the number of people that Michael Urban uh, interacts with in a day. I would assume it to be hundreds, which sounds crazy to everyone regular, but hundreds. Yep. But we'll see how this one develops out. But it is a uh, it's a don't mess with kind of situation. Mike Golick is going to join us after the break. He is um, very funny. He's insanely articulate. We talk about the game. We talk about broadcast. We talk about self-identification yep. as a professional and as a person. We talk about lineage. And uh, finally, did it feel like a little bit of chirping at the end, boys? Was oh, that yeah. a little chirp? It, it, it was. Yes. It was. It was. He put a little chirp on you. 
<laughs> a little chirp on me. We chirp back. He's a pro. He was an absolute pro. Aaron, you did a banger of a job today. Rob, any final words before we hand it over to Mike Golick in the end of the program? Yeah, we're getting over hump day. Now we're going into the home stretch of Super Bowl media role, and I cannot wait. I'm so excited for tomorrow. Oh, same. Yeah, it's Thursday. Gonna be insane. Today was good. Tomorrow will be better. We promise you that. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. We came to play. 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 Welcome back to Radio Row, boys. Yes, yes, yes. Phoenix, yes. Phoenix is treating your dudes right. Uh, we were asked to calm down. Wait, are you serious? What? No, we absolutely weren't. That's oh. not true. Was, oh, oh, man. I was about to turn it up. <laughs> Join us on the <laughs> You're so dumb. Join us on the program. Mike Golick. Mike, welcome to the show. Wow, you, know, you had me thrown there. I was going to say, yeah. if someone walked up and said, turn it down, that means you guys are doing it right. That's exactly. I'll tell you that much. Well, it's not like we're having Wiz Khalifa concerts in the corner over there. <laughs> That's not, <laughs> it's not a thing your boys are doing. Mike Golick joining us on the program. And this is a personal note for me. This is a fun one. I started coming to Radio Row in 17. That's the one in Houston. That's mm-hmm. whenever I was I was done with alternative rock radio. I was, I'm sports only. And uh, my very first interview in Houston was with you, Mike. I really? Yeah, I don't know if you have any memory or recollection of that. But you popped my cherry on Radio Row. Uh, it was an absolute blast. We laughed a lot. And uh, here I am so many Man, you know what? I think I remember. I think I remember leaving that Super Bowl going, boy, I did an interview that was awful. Yeah. <laughs> it was just <laughs> It sounded like the guy's first time. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Was that you? That yeah. was you, huh? I, I remember specifically wow. you said, well, you don't have to wear a suit. Uh, I yeah. remember you saying that. I said, all right, got that. So I noted. Wow. We got it down. Uh, but, yeah, but there you go. So, uh, Wow, what a story. Circle. I hope you've gotten better. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike, do you Of course re- I'm kidding. Do you remember who uh, popped your cherry first interview? Oh, oh. God, no. no. Oh, my. Jeez, <laughs> no. A- absolutely not. Um. Oh, wow. This was, I mean, I, I worked local here, actually. I, I retired in 94. And when I say retired, the league retired me in 94. Yeah. When nobody calls, yeah. that means you're done. Yeah, you're done. So nine years, I was done. So I worked local here uh, for a couple of years while I was calling college games for, for ESPN uh, before I started that show in 98. Actually, Tony Bruno was my first partner before That's a dude, Mike, right Mike Greenberg. That's I know, a dude. I know. Uh, and I have no recollection. Okay. Who my first guest was uh, at all? None. That, that's how bad is that? <laughs> you know what? It's you, you've done it a lot longer. It's back than in '95, yeah. though. I mean, I have a yeah. tough time remembering things a couple days ago. So you're asking me to go back to '95. That's a tough call. You so, did. Mike, I have to ask you. So, yeah. you've been in all the mediums. You've been in TV, yep. radio, yep. podcasting. Which is your favorite? A call in games probably oh, yeah. is right there with doing a sports show. I, I loved it. Four hours, and, and I love the morning. Even though getting up at 4:15 can be Brutal. tough. I love the morning because I love being out there first with a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And talking yeah. to people on their way to work. I said, if I can take them where they can't go in a locker room or on a field and I can make them laugh a little bit, I feel I've done my job for morning drive. There you go. Um, but calling games, to be in a booth, to still be around the game, I just, I absolutely love it. I did it for college, doing it now with the NFL on the, on the, 
on the uh, Westwood One side for the radio. Yep. Yes. So I, I, I love doing that. It keeps me part of the game. Working sideline this Sunday, right? There yeah, right yeah. So yeah. it's the second year that normally I'm in the booth, uh, but Laura Oakman and I will be on the sideline. She's the true professional. She's the most talented. Oh, yes. She's incredible. So Kurt Warner and, and uh, Kevin Harler are in their booth, yeah. and I'll basically be like an, an analyst. Yeah. I'll be like okay. a, an extension of Kurt on the field, talking X's and O's down there. So, But it, it's pretty cool. Uh, you know, being in the booth, you're not obviously out in the field. But, man, being right there with all yeah. the actions, it's pretty cool. Kevin will join us on Friday. We're excited about that. Laura joined us earlier in the week. Yes. And what she did was, as all of our guests have, is they've signed our YMCA football helmet. Mike will ask you to do that. I will same. do that, yes. And uh, you can see uh, extra big. She signed it right there, my friend. So I'll, you gotta... I'll sign right over her. <laughs> right, over <the> <laughs> right over the top. Right over the top. Yep. yep. That's Get a... you a different color so it's very yeah, good. And we'll send her a picture. Absolutely right. The, uh, you were 10 years into your morning show that you, you were doing so famously for all these years. And you were doing the 10-year anniversary, and you had a quote, and this, again, might be lost to you where you said something along the lines of you got to the point where you'd been a radio broadcaster longer than you had been a football yes. player yes and you didn't know how to identify any further and i tell you what that hit home with me friend and i've held on to that idea for a long time how do you identify you always want to identify i always want to identify as a former player yeah um people ask me people people say to you what did you like better broadcasting or football and I, I said, I've never woken up in the middle of the night with a broadcasting dream. Yes. It was always, it was always I was hitting the quarterback. Yeah. I was scooping a fumble. I was having an interception. Yeah. It was never, I was never sleeping and go, oh, oh, whoa, what a great segment. Mm-hmm. You know, I, that never happened, you know, in, in a dream. So I always want to be remembered as an athlete, as a football player, uh, for sure. I, I love my media career. I've had a ball doing it. I, I've been very happy with the, 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 the accolades that, that have come along with it. Um, but I, I will always want to be remembered a guy that put my hand in the dirt. Okay, I'm going to go Steve Harvey on you. Let's okay. do a little family feud. Yes, Bob Golden. Who's, who's, oh. who's better? No, I'm going to wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who's better, you or Junior, at what you guys do? Um, <clears throat> while I've been doing it longer, Mike is going to be better. Mm. Mike, Mike is – He's smarter than I am. He speaks way gooder than I do. <laughs> like that. That's awesome. That's no, awesome. he does. He speaks way better than I do. He's unbelievably up on everything, even outside of sports. Right. So, you know, when, you, when you're doing radio or podcasts, you want to be well-rounded. He, he puts his time. Listen, I was a 10th rounder out of 12 rounds. He was a free agent. When you're in those positions, you got to bust your ass yeah. To, to, yeah. to make it. So you, we, I carried that over into this business, and Mike carried it over into this business where you, you damn well better be ready anytime a microphone is on right. to go, and you better know what you're doing and, and know what direction you're going. He is he's fantastic at what he, and dude loves to talk. My God, he loves to talk. I was going to say because we ran into him in front of Marley's the other day, and he basically asked him the same question, and he said exactly what you said. He said he was better. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, I'll tell you what. You he's know? like, seriously, you're asking me? He's so, like, me. The, 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 and, and so the last three years at ESPN, it was me, Trey Wingo, and my son, Mike, in the morning show. And I thought, it's still the, the greatest thing. When, when yeah. people ask, what are the best times you had doing the morning show? Working with your son. I said, working with my son. When right. you can work with, with uh, turn on, I'm turning on the microphone there. I'm four hours every day talking with my son. Yeah. It's cool. But I thought he would be 
you know, oh, Dad, you know, I bend my knee to you. Yeah. I want to learn from you. <laughs> oh, my God. That dude disagreed with me so much. <laughs> I mean, just absolutely threw me under the bus. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Well, I, to be, I have the same relationship with my dad. Like, I get that. The, uh, we got to take one quick pivot, though, because Robert regularly on this show. Yes. Anytime we're comparing a city to something negative, he picks Cleveland. I Mike, do. do me a favor here. I, 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 you Get put Cleveland's me name Look out of this. Robert's Look mouth right now. <laughs> so what are you killing about Cleveland? Ah, C-L-E-V-E-L-A-N-D. Cleveland. Just the whole thing. So, <laughs> oh so when I was growing up, you know, down in, the, uh, in downtown Cleveland, the flats was phenomenal. And for a while, it, it went away. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that. Right. I mean, there were some tough times there. But it's bad. You got the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Love mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes. I mean, it's phenomenal. And the flats are reborn again. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's great down there now. So it, it, is, it has gotten back to, I think, to, to popularity Here again until guys like you want to destroy it like that <laughs> and just kind of kick see, the legs out see, from underneath now, now I have to pivot. I can't uh, say uh, it anymore. Uh, uh, no. I can't do it. All right, Mike, well, we need help. What city does Cleveland make fun of? That's ah, what we need. There we is, go. Is it Akron? Is it, who catches oh, Cleveland? Who Cincinnati? Doesn't, who, who doesn't make fun of Akron? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, Cleveland and Cincinnati have a there thing. Is, for they sure. Do, yeah. yeah, they definitely have a thing. But listen, because Cleveland, going all the way back growing up there, great high school football, but Cincinnati area is great high yeah. school football. So pretty good rivalry back and forth. There's not a lot of love lost there. Last one from us before we let you go, because we know you got to go. Uh, sideline reporting has changed, in my opinion, substantially over the years. It's not just injury updates anymore. You're right. talking, you're talking yep. about analysis. There's a lot of fun being brought into it by a lot of guys doing it. Do you like the evolution of the sideline contribution to a broadcast? Well, no matter what the evolution is, I am always going to call a game the way I've always called a game. And the way that is, I don't get real technical. Yeah. We, we all know the coverages and, you know, and people want to use the, you know, the big coverage words or, or this yeah. or that. And right. I just try to explain what's going on. I try and bring people down onto the field yeah. or the locker room to say what's the mindset or what's going on because 99% of the people have never been down on the field right. and played at that level. And then I want to make them laugh a little bit. That's, I want to tell yeah. some stories. I want I want it to be conversational when I'm in the booth with the play-by-play or in this case, you know, with Laura and with Kurt and with, with Kevin. Just keep it all conversational. Have some fun. Bring people down. Maybe teach them something yeah, about right. what's going on without – Talking above them, yeah. right? I'm, I'm, I don't want to talk at them. I want to talk right. to them. My goal, thank you so much, brother. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. So much better than the last time thank we did oh. this. <laughs> in wow. I mean, now somebody to- got to you. He some, totally obviously. remembers you. He's like, yeah, that yeah. guy was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Cleveland, it got better. Oh. Well done. All the way back. Well done. Good job today on the program, boys. We're putting that one in the last one. Yes. <laughs> Whenever we're back, it's half of the program tomorrow as we got to get off for Lobo basketball. Thank you so very much. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. We're good. Welcome back to Radio Row where the boys are. Uh, we've been cutting it up. We've been making laughs. We've been doing uh, – we, we got that energy, boys. You boys know exactly what I'm yep. talking about. And we, uh, what, what that does is that, bring back, that brings back old friends of the show. Yes, it does. Including Randy Grimes, now two times yes. on the show. Yes. Who, who right. did y'all have on that you were having laughs with? Who, then, in, who in here is did, funny? You know okay. what? <laughs> okay. Golick was funny. Golick was? Golick okay. Sr. Well, was funny. Yeah, he was funny. Yeah, he was funny. 
Randy, you brought with your friend. You brought with you your friend Scott Stevens. Yes. Scott, welcome to How the show. How you doing, Scott? Welcome, sir. Thank you. Good to be we here. We don't often go five wide on the program, but when we do, it's for important reasons. Ah, so, thank so, you. So we're doing it with you, Randy. Obviously, you were a NFL center for what a decade? Yeah, that, that's yep. crazy yep. to think about. Yeah, that was a rough decade too. You yeah, know, my best year was six and ten, and that's <laughs> when we used to beat the heck out of each other all week long. Yeah, you know, that old Bear Bryant Junction Boy mentality, where right. if you don't practice hard, you won't play right. hard. You know. Well, and Randy, you've joined us a couple teams or a couple times. Well, athletes in recovery, obviously, we've All talked right. about it at length. Um, I know you. I know you have a best-selling book. Like you, like you've done some things Thank post you. your playing Thank career. You. Right? Yeah, for mentioning the and book. Right? Off center. It, there there you, go. you go. There you Not go. just can't say the book. No, <laughs> just saying. Off Available center. anywhere you can buy books. There you go. Right. Now <laughs> we're talking. Now we're talking. Yeah. But uh, but gotcha. you do, you have that story, right? That's that that's that uh, struggling with addiction. Right. That's right. that comeback story. That's kind of all the my spirit animal right here. Oh, you yeah. Then the molehills that are mountains sometimes, yep, and, right. and what it takes to overcome that. And uh, and you partner with Scott Stevens and Scott. Uh, you you have a story that I won't be able to give justice to. So if you would um, take our airwaves, reach our friends of the show, and kind of talk about what's brought you here to Radio Row and, and how you guys intend to help some people. Well, we uh, hope to, to spread the message of screening our students' hearts. Uh, I yeah. had a I had a six foot nine, three hundred pound. Uh, lineman that was getting ready to go play college football. He was actually recruited heavily out of New Mexico uh, when he was in high school, and he okay. ended up signing with Tarleton State. And uh, But uh, 10 days before he was to graduate from high school, he walked by me in the house and said, I'm tired, I'm going to take a nap. Went in my bedroom, sat down in a recliner, started reading some graduation cards, and died. Uh. And it was that fast. And uh, mm-hmm. we went from a, a student that we thought was going to be do wonderful things in college to, uh, to planning a funeral. Hmm. And sudden cardiac arrest is preventable. I live with that word every day, preventable. Uh, we can screen our kids with adding a simple ECG test to their sports physical, and we're, we're going to catch uh, 86% of their heart problems. You know, the stethoscope's a wonderful tool. It's 200 years old. Right. Trying to listen to a kid's heart in a gym full of kids uh, it doesn't work very well. Right. And, and uh, we miss about 80% of the heart problems that can lead to sudden cardiac arrest. So we've got a law passed in Texas that uh, when students get a sports physical, they can get an ECG. Let's go on yes. that. Let's go on go. that. Yes. It took seven years to get that passed, and uh, it passed in 2019. And now I'm working on uh, 48 more. Pennsylvania has followed suit. And I uh, hope one day that New Mexico does as well. We could probably right. help you with that because the other station that I work at is actually a political talk station, and we know lots of legislators. Well, I, I, I would love to have the help. And we'll, there, there's probably a foundation in New Mexico very similar to mine that mm-hmm. I'd like to rope in. So we'll have some grassroots uh, Great. work there. You know, and it's a shame that it took seven years. Right. To a great idea like took right? seven years to get through. And, and here's the other great idea. You know, our kids get the same physical today that we got back in 1979. Even though technology has advanced to where it is now, it's, it's the same physical, you know. So adding this little $7 test right. that can detect what the American Heart Association says, 7,000 to how many? 7,000 to 23,000 students under the age of 18 die a year from sudden cardiac arrest. Did you all know that? Wow. That is no, insane. Well, not at all. I, but I'll tell you why I did. And here's the only reason why I did. Because of DeMar Hamlin. Because what just happened on Monday Night Football in front of so many eyes across this country, that conversation came back to life. And, and obviously he is, he is doing well, but I don't right. know how well he is currently doing. And with that said, that, that piece of news and that, that occurrence, how did that 
How did that re-energize this conversation around the country? How has the Cody Stevens Foundation been able to, to use this tragic event with Zinda being an overall positive as a way to help reach your goal of 48 more states? Well, I don't think I would be here if that hadn't happened. Yeah. Uh, my, my phone blew up. Uh, newspapers from across the state and across the nation, news, uh, TV shows, segments uh, have all contacted me. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the awareness is huge. Uh, Obviously, that was as big a stage as you could have had. I was watching it live. I was actually on the phone with a gentleman in New York City. And you knew right away? Oh, I knew right away. Yeah. Wow. He, he said, Scott, are you watching this? He had had a sudden cardiac arrest and playing in a softball game and had survived. And I said, Steve, I need to call you back. Uh, I just, I totally lost it. I was so excited to see the, the medical intervention immediately because with sudden cardiac arrest, you've got six minutes mm. uh, for any chance of life, you've got to start CPR. You've mm -hmm. got to get that AED and get it on their heart, call 911. They had all that there. Uh, DeMar Hamlin is a perfect example of right. how we can revive these kids. But our kids don't stop being athletes when they go home and they get in that recliner and they take a nap. So we've got to prevent it, you know, screen them before they have an event, and that's what, uh, that's what we're pushing. Scott, I have to have, ask you a question because how do you, how do you make the focus of heart health something that's on the mind of the youngster of the young person because yeah what when is that, that when, language? When, yeah, when you, yeah when you when you when you come to mind and thinking of heart health you're thinking older you're i don't have people to, with white yeah, beards and I don't, stuff yeah, yeah i don't have to worry about this and how do you make that something in the forefront of their mind well it is a huge uh undertaking uh in, in texas we have when you get a sports physical you'll get a information sheet about sudden cardiac arrest right you hope they read it it's one of seven or eight forms that's on the bottom of the stack probably, and they sign it so they read it. So that was why I did the law. Right. The law, when they get this physical, the parents have to sign the box to say that uh, they, they do or don't want the ECG. So that's, uh, that's critical. Understand, we're not looking for the things that they would look for in me at 62. I, I might have blockage, mm -hmm. and, and we're looking for structural or electrical problems, and those take you out. When right. you go into defib, you don't have time to have your left arm start aching or, mm -hmm. or some of the things that accompany a heart attack. It's sudden. Right. And uh, so well, we should have to just make them. it mandatory and just bypass the kid. Just make it mandatory. Yeah. 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 It you know, absolutely. Right. How long does the test take? Oh, we can do them in five minutes. Five wow. minutes. Yeah. Five minutes. You put 12 leads on them, uh, turn the computer on, and yep. next thing you know. And then they email that information to, to a cardiologist, and he reads it. And it's so simple. That Seven quick. Seven bucks. Yeah. That quick. Now, Randy, you've obviously you've been in the, this game for some time, helping a lot of people and, and being a part of a, a very national conversation, really. Right, right. How have you been able to use your resource tree to help Scott? How have you guys coming together? How have you been able to not just benefit each other, but the communities that you're trying to help? Well, and I don't know that they overlap. Scott's been a good friend. We've been good friends since college. Yeah. We actually coached Little League together. There you go. I, I used to know Cody back when he was running around under yeah. the bleachers at mm -hmm. Little League Fields, you know. So, you know, we have, we have that connection. But, you know, Scott's really used this unfortunate thing to – to uh, save a lot of lives, you know, a, right. lot, a lot of people have, they've detected a lot of heart abnormalities since he's gotten involved with it and his organization. So how can you not support that? Very and true. Scott, unfortunately, was there during some of my worst days, too. And he was there for me. So we overlap there, too. Yeah. Spe and uh, no, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, speaking of support, 
CodyStevensFoundation.org. Down at the bottom, you can get involved with the organization, and that's that's what that's that's spreading the word, and that's creating the initiative, and getting your community to be a part of this process. And then on top of that, there's always a donation option, so you can make right. financial contribution to CodyStevensFoundation.org. I didn't mean to cut you off, right? no, I just want to make sure I got it out there. But as you were continuing that conversation, you were talking about helping outwards. Yeah, and I think I think we use our experiences to help any way that we can. I learned yeah. early in recovery that you can't keep it unless you give it away. Yep. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I think that's what Scott's doing too. And uh, we're just trying to do it on such a huge level that it takes events like this to get the word out. You know, there's so much stigma surrounding substance abuse and mental health issues mm -hmm. that you've got to constantly be talking about it. And the good thing that's going on now, and you guys have probably seen it over the last six or seven years, is there's been more celebrities, more athletes coming out and recovering out loud, yeah. talking about yep. the yes. mental health issues out loud, and that's helping tear down that stigma that keeps yep. people from raising their hands. Very true. The last yep. one before we cut it loose, um, Robert, you would ask this. I'm going to ask in just a slightly different way. Okay. I think it's so very easy for uh, not just athletes, for individuals to see physical pain. I think you, can, you recognize when you have a broken bone. You recognize when you have a rash. You recognize when you have a bruise. It is so incredibly difficult to recognize when you have a, an issue on the inside of your body. And the only people that are going to be there are medical professionals. That's right. They feel like it's their normal. Yeah. That's all they've ever mm. felt. So they don't expect it to be any different. Scott, yeah. Randy, thank you so very much. Thank, thank you, guys. Thank we you appreciate so you all very much. Yes. Yeah. Outstanding little sit down, and that's the that's how fortunate we are at Radio Road. Just, Absolutely, yeah. To not just yep. to not just cut it up all the time, but uh, but take some some important issues and, and give them to our friends of the show. Very true. Whenever we get back, the boys are live at Radio Road. It's two men on ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten. The Thank Sports you. Animal.